The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This week on Down the Wire, we have to recap the big Big NFL Draft 2022. Also, the NBA playoffs are still rolling. The Bucks are still there. The Pelicans aren't. <laughs> and we have a special guest, one and only Andrew O'Haran. Do you know that name? Didn't think so. All this and more coming at you down the wire. Down the wire. What is going on? We are May 5th. Nope. That's we the are, month. We are May 5th. That's the month. It's May 2nd, 2022. The NFL draft has just ended. The Bucks whooped the Celtics ass. And we have from the Milwaukee Bucks, not, not Giannis, not Chris, but Andrew O'Haran. Yes, from the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just a little below those guys. You'd have to keep going for a little little while before you get yeah, to mine. But you know what? Like, I'm pretty sure it's like you know, if you're a government employee, no matter what, you have a route to presidency. It's kind of like if you work in the stadium for Pfizer Forum. If enough people couldn't play, they would ask you. That's a great way to look at it. So basically, if we're talking about like presidential candidates, I'm like the local mail carrier. I'm the post. Correct. Yes. You are the. You are the. Card. Something around there. Saying you're the new Sam Merrill. (laughs) I would. I would take that. I would take that. That's what we traded for Grayson Allen, who's playing really well right now. So I think that makes my value a lot higher than it really is. Very well. Very well. Right now, should we start it off with? uh getting to know you a little bit mav i'm gonna call you mav probably the rest of the show all right just to let you know 
but Mav, why don't you tell them a little bit uh, about what you do for the Bucks and uh, your day to day, maybe a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I've been with the Bucks for seven years. Uh, 2015 was my first year, so I've seen some good teams, some bad teams, and some really bad teams, and then uh, some 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 bad arenas and some new arenas, um, some bad coaches and some coach of the years. I've been through a lot. So. Um, yeah, so more recently, post-COVID, I took over the uh, youth basketball department in the ticket sales and service office. So uh, I book high school basketball games inside Pfizer Forum. I run our youth basketball program, which gives back to uh, a lot of local community leagues, uh, like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh graders primarily across the state. Um, and then I oversee the Bucks band program as well when uh, middle school and high school bands can perform inside the arena on game days. So you're a child is basically what you're saying. And you run children. Yeah, you, you already knew that, though. Well, look, we have to make sure that all of our tens of listeners understand that. <laughs> Literally tens of people will hear this. All Including right. that man in Cambodia. <laughs> Indonesia. Indonesia. Indonesia, whatever. You already uh, know that's, he's licking so his... You're, you're international. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. Way international. Like multi-country. Like for like sure. Pau Gasol in a Bucks uniform international. Yeah. Should I go get my Pau Gasol Bucks t-shirt? Should I be wearing that right now? Do you have a jersey? Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> not a what not someone you want to invest the whole jersey in, but knew it was well, too cool to not get exactly. something to represent. Exactly. Right. Hall Hall of Famer. What do you play? Three games here, I think. One you might go into the Hall of Fame as a buck. I mean to be I, would have to assume so. Legendary. If he yeah. did, that would be fucking legendary. <laughs> no Make shot. it happen. No shot. Not a shot. Um, let's let's get into the show a little bit. We're gonna open up with some suspension talk. Two big suspensions coming down uh, since our last recording. Trevor Bauer suspended for two years. Three hundred and whatever games, uh, three hundred four games, three hundred twenty four games. That sound right? I can't math very well. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins getting a six game suspension uh, for violating the league's PEDs policy. One of these we were probably expecting a little more than the other one. Let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins first, uh, since we're kind of football based, I guess. Dave, why don't you start it off? Uh, they just made a move for Hollywood Brown, but does this hurt the Cardinals so much that six games is going to be too much to overcome without DeAndre Hopkins? Well, I don't know about uh, too much to overcome. I, you know what, though? Maybe. You do have the Rams and the 49ers in that division. The Seahawks are, you know, an afterthought at this point. But, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is the second best wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, it's not even a question at this point. So the fact that he is down and out for six games, not to mention he put in a, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, like a rebuttal, uh, an appeal form, and then took that back because I assume it was probably going to be worse if he tried to appeal that, which is nuts. So, uh, you know, that, that means a whole bunch. It means they don't have a number one target, uh, unless you're trying to say it's Hollywood Brown, which is, Ugh, that's horrifying. And then on top of that, I wonder how much this means for D hops injury history, because if he was taking it, you know, chances are he was doing it to try to recover a little bit. So dun, 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 dun. 
Mav, what do you think about it? DeAndre Hopkins out six games. No, Kyler Murray going to look really shitty. But <laughs> a guy who typically is the MVP after the first six games of an NFL season. Let's not forget about that. Kyler Murray. Years, Kyler Murray was the MVP after week Kyler six. Murray, eight games, dude. That's what he's good for. Well, I guess we'll see how the schedule plays out then because, I mean, like you alluded to, if they draw the Rams – you know, a couple times in those first six games, it's going to be tough. If they draw the 49ers defense, you know, in those first couple games, it's going to be tough. But uh, maybe they draw the Seahawks. You know, we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, it puts an interesting spin on the Kyler, Kyler Murray story, doesn't it? I I don't know. I was just showing Dave this draft unit grad uh, grades thing from the NFL Network. And the lowest rated team with, like, the best quarterback was the Cardinals. Kyler Murray. I just sent it your way. Uh, the, on the draft grades list, Kyler Murray is rated as like a 2.9 out of 4. It puts him at like the 10th best quarterback in the NFL. But the team is significantly lower than the 10th best team. The only other team that kind of relates to where the Cardinals are is where the Raiders are, which I think is a pretty fair grade to put the Cardinals and the Raiders on the same playing field a borderline playoff team. DeAndre Hopkins not being there, I think that's going to hurt them a lot. I, they lost Christian Kirk. I mean, they weren't going to pay him $21 million a year like the Jaguars were. And Hollywood Brown, is he a number one? He has been for two years in Baltimore, and obviously they weren't happy enough with it. They got rid of him. So should be interesting. Kind of shocking the whole world, DeAndre Hopkins getting caught with it nonetheless, too. A top five wide receiver, no argument about it. Um, should be interesting. Should be do, interesting. It's do you tough. think? Do you think they, the Cardinals, the organization, they knew this was going to come, and that's why they traded for Hollywood Brown? It sure looks like it, doesn't it? It sure looks like it. I can't. I don't say know if they had Brown like a bona fide one either. Like I think he was just a top receiver because he was with a subpar receiving. Uh, it's the worst yeah. receiving core in the league. It's not yeah. even a question. They they haven't. Uh, we we talk about this with our good friend Ray Cash. Um, the wide the wide receiver situation in Baltimore is so dire. They have never had a true number one wide receiver. It's like it's embarrassing. It, like that is seriously the worst wide receiving core in the history of man. Who was their top wide receiver when they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago? Wasn't it uh, what's Fuck. the dude, the kick returner guy who was just going off? Uh, Tory Smith, wasn't it? Oh yeah, wasn't Tory Smith there too? Tory Smith was there, maybe uh, like an old Anquan Bolden. Does that Steve, sound right? Steve Smith there at the time. Steve he Smith Senior was the one, maybe. I he was, was not. He that. was not there. He never won no. a, a Super Bowl. Really? No, that was twenty twelve, right? I was they, were the, they were I the year so. after the Packers? No, the Giants were the year after the Packers. Then it was... You're right, 2012. Let, let, let's, yeah. look this, let's look this shit up because that's going to be yeah. fun. It's a deep dive shit. right on the first 10 minutes of the pod right here. A Baltimore Raver. Baltimore okay. Raver. Baltimore uh, Raven. This is kind of, this is kind of Ravers? Their second and third leading receivers that year were not even wide receivers. Ray Rice had 61 receptions, Ooh, and the tough. tight end Dennis Pitta had 61 receptions. Oh, Dennis Pitta, dude. What a name. 
forgot all about Dennis Pitta. He was there. Yeah, this is this is embarrassing, dude. Like they're just bad. We haven't even found the number one yet. We haven't. Uh, Yeah, the number one. Well, let's see. The number one guy that caught the most was Anquan Bolden, and then uh, uh, Tori Tori Smith was two. All over the old Anquan Bolden take. All over. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, Dennis Pitt, uh, 669 yards. Nice. 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 <laughs> so that was the top receiver, really. Well, it depends. He could be a top or a bottom, really. <laughs> there was a lot of big moves, a lot of big moves on draft night. We'll get to those. Let's touch up on this Trevor Bauer suspension. Piece of shit. Um, obviously, like, some weird, crazy, consensual maybe stuff was going on regardless of if it was it was it was weird stuff it was weird stuff what was going on mlb had to act on it mlb acted too much here's, not enough Little, here's the thing what mlb didn't have to act on it because of the fact that there are no charges pressed against him they they talked about doing uh, criminal cases uh criminal case against it and they ended up saying that they're not going to the, uh, what is it, the California state government? Was that where it was located? It was I in don't Pasadena because it, it was in the, it was where I was living this last summer. It was so, so here's the thing. They are literally um, suspending him for two years without having any real evidence. That's what uh, it looks like, right? Which is troublesome. You know what I mean? Like that seems like a lawsuit just waiting to happen. Now, I now don't get me wrong. I completely understand MLB's stance. Like Trevor Bauer's fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, to say the least. Let alone a piece of garbage because he is that as well. I believe that this happened. But the idea that you're going to suspend this man for 2 years without pay, mind you, when you have nothing or at least have presented nothing. I would assume that Trevor Bauer is going to fight this hard. I know he's more or less stated that, but on top of that, that means that the MLB is going to have to either retract their shit or they are going to have to show what evidence they have, which could make life very miserable for Trevor Bauer. Well, what I think this whole thing, not to change the subject completely but what the MLB laid out for Trevor Bauer, is it not going to be interesting to see what the NFL does with Deshaun Watson now? Does that not maybe worry Cleveland a little bit, who just gave up a little bit of draft capital and whatever to get Deshaun Watson? Nah. What if he loses a year? Dude, Cleveland had to know what they were getting into when they made that move. It, it'll be a year. I mean, it could be a year. Um, that's probably why they haven't moved Baker yet. Baker's yeah, and, and even if it's a year, what, they signed him to like a five-year extension, right? So right. they're fine. They're fine. Uh, also, uh, as far as that's concerned, I don't think it's going to be that long because, one, the NFL is at the very top of that pyramid, dog. They are the best, most watched, most viewed product in America, like by and large. The MLB is a couple rungs down. And by a couple, I mean like, what, five or six rungs uh, at this point because they, they just don't have that type of staying power anymore. And probably rapidly dropping still. 
And, and here's the thing. I don't disagree about anything you said about Trevor Bauer so far, but the one thing that Trevor Bauer did well, at least in my opinion, was he was very, very outspoken. And I think that baseball needs more personalities like that on social media that are, you know, can attract a younger audience because it's a game that's, I don't know, archaic for lack of a better word in terms of. We talk about this all the time. We talk about this all the time. It's so old and it doesn't help that they have an old fan base that makes things old as well. When they're like the unwritten rules, like fuck off you old fuck. I, so, I agree. He does add that level to the game. Cocky. Uh, you know, oh yeah, he's, he's arrogant. He's very showboaty, whatever you want to do. Hot dog. Right. That's speaking of the old. Is he a flat earther? Is he, is Trevor Bauer like the mini Kyrie Irving of the MLB? <laughs> is he vaccinated? No, one hundred percent is not. No way. I bet you I can look this up too. <laughs> is he immunized? Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's, that's, that's okay. what we're talking about here. He, he's uh, he's in the same camp. Same camp. He uh he has one of the cringiest YouTube channels you can watch if you ever want to vomit because you ate something poisonous. Just throw on Trevor Bauer's YouTube channel. Cringy how extra base hits. Very patient at the plate. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. I, was, I thought we were getting a sound bite from Matt. <laughs> uh, no, you're all good. All good. Oh, okay. Interesting, so, interesting so, level of shit here, though. Look, mini, mini update. Trevor Bauer on getting vaccinated. It comes down to personal medical history and personal medical choices, so I don't really want to speak on that. So that's a no. He is not vaccinated. Listen, he was vaccinated. He would say, your dog. Oh, I thought that was Tweel. My bad. <laughs> nah, kidding. dog. That's uh, that's Cal Hero out there, dog. Now I made Mav all scared. I didn't mean to. I was <laughs> chased him off. That was that was my bad, Mav. I was I was trying to fuck with Dave, and I accidentally fucked with you. Well, my dog's right fun. next to me. I I know if she's gonna bark or not. Well, let's get to the NBA playoffs. Those are the suspensions. Let's talk a little bit about these NBA playoffs. We've seen a couple of game ones. The semifinals are set. Bucks, Celtics, Heat, Sixers, Warriors, Grizzlies, Suns, Mavs. Should we? Dave, did you watch this Warriors game by any chance? Nuts. Great game. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Warriors, Grizzlies. That Draymond Green ejection, soft, soft as shit. Dude, ah. the, the NBA plays on reputations, man. Like, uh, yes reason. and no. Go back and watch that foul. Now, I will say, in the speed of everything, it didn't look like a flagrant two. It definitely, it definitely was a flagrant. But once you saw, once you saw it in slow motion, tell me, tell me if you still feel the same way. Because in slow-mo, dog, Draymond Green was getting a little extra handsy, dude. I watched it. And you know what? He grabs his jersey. Okay, cool. The hand to the face, he could have been trying to block the ball. There was no directly trying to hit him in the face, it looked like, at all. And then while grabbing him, he ended up, like, holding him up so he wouldn't hit the ground as hard. I think that, okay, call the flagrant one, whatever kick him out of the game for that yeah that was ridiculous soft you know what it didn't need playoffs it's the playoffs i thought we were supposed to be able to play harder in the playoffs nba that's what i think so much of flagrants 
flagrant one versus flagrant two, a lot of it should come with intent. And I don't think there was any ill intent. I don't think he went into that trying to hurt him or trying to make a statement. I think he was just making a play. And Draymond is a physical player. And sometimes making a play for a guy like Draymond results in, you know, hitting the ground pretty hard. But I don't think it was ejection worthy. I agree. I think it was kind of soft. That's true. It's not like Chris Middleton when he got punched in the nads last year. I mean, there's there's a variety of examples of how Giannis gets beat up every game, but that's another story for another day. Well, and it's not like he was right. You know, Draymond Green, we we know his reputation of maybe being a physical player. Some may call him dirty on the other side. That was one. That's not one of the if Draymond considers himself a dirty player, he's not putting that on his resume for dirty plays. Like, again, he, he was not intending to really do much to gain an edge. I thought he's going up for a play, hit him a little hard. Okay. Throw the flagrant one. It ended up probably propelling the warriors to a win. Cause they were so pissed off and they end up sneaking out a one point victory over the Grizzlies. Now they are the three seed. Memphis is supposed to be above them. Warriors got the home field advantage back now. Do what guys want to make some predictions here, Dave, go ahead. Who, who's taking the series? We haven't really oh. talked about it. Warriors are taking the series. I'm going to say probably Warriors in six, if I had to take a guess. Um, I, I don't feel like it makes it the full seven, but I, I would assume that Grizzlies Grizzlies are going to respond pretty big this next game, uh, being at home and all that. And then, uh, yeah, I think once you take that back to Oakland, Golden State's just going to you know cook them. Just going to cook them big time. You know, what was my favorite thing from this entire thing uh, from this game. My, my favorite piece that I heard was the thrive city. Have you seen that? Did you, did you guys see that? That's the public viewing of the golden state warriors playoff games. It's called thrive thrive city. city? That's right. Like I'm thriving. Right. Like That's and, yeah, that's uh, they they had 2,000 people attend Thrive City the last time around. And uh, adorable. they were talking about how, oh, can you imagine during an NBA Finals game when they have 18,000 inside and another couple outside? And I thought, <laughs> wow, dude. You know, with a city like San Francisco and Oakland combined, it, to get 2,000 people to come to your public viewing – yeah, real cute. Exactly. So Thrive City, maybe it'll grow a little bit if they get farther on. But if we get Thrive City versus the Deer District in the finals, could be a lot of heat coming. Hype machine. Hype machine. Hold on. Hold on. You have to consider, though, the state that this fan base is in right now. Like, like this fan base was Laker fans a year ago. And then they were Warrior fans like two years before that. So they're just now coming back. So the farther they go in the playoffs, the more they'll grow. You know what I mean? Well, they're you know, sure as hell not Oakland A's fans. So, oh, no, yeah, that... that doesn't exist. Those are like. <laughs> Those like guys imagination are just land. fans. Like, South Park, Imagination Land. Those are characters. <laughs> and... I, um, mm. the Warriors, the Warriors definitely look like. The team in the West, especially with the Suns, no Devin Booker, barely getting out of the first round. Suns, Mavs, we can do the previews, I guess, after. You got anything else you want to touch up on? Jordan Poole's still nuts. Jordan Poole's uh, still most nuts. Players, a player of the year, right? Uh, he, no, uh, that was John Morant. John Morant won that. 
So in oh, this oh. game, John uh, Morant won most improved. I'm a huge Jaw fan, first of all. So I'm not shitting on John Morant. Huge John Morant job. won. John Morant won most improved player as a consolation prize because he was left out of the MVP conversation. But Jordan Poole was the legitimate most improved player in the NBA this year, in my opinion. Yeah, sounds oh, yeah, about man. right. The NBA, man. why wouldn't they give it to a bigger name player? They want hey, the bigger name listen, player. Yeah, yeah. Listen when, here. Listen here. Talks. You tell me that it's not Giannis. Giannis developing a three-point shot and uh, getting much better on his field goal percentage. Or not, sorry, uh, free throw percentage. I'm telling you right now, Giannis most improved. Well, I'll tell you right now, Jan, let's get into this Bucks game. Is Giannis fucking Magic Johnson now, dude? Like, he's just taking the ball up, getting his boards, passing it all over the place. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know he was this good of a passer. I really you were didn't. Able, you were able to take uh, – Giannis had a tumor, right? A benign tumor, and he detached that from his body – and that grew to be Grayson Allen because he just knows exactly where that fucker is all the time. Grayson Allen is, first of all, Dante would have never. Dante would have never done what Grayson <laughs> Allen did yeah, right now. No, Dante's never. bitching on the, uh, at home about the Sacramento Kings and everything. Fuck Dante. Grayson Allen might whoa, just be fucking okay. Clay Thompson. Whoa, again. whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, He's, I, I know this is not my show, but I will not tolerate any Dante slander. <laughs> that guy is probably, maybe outside of Davis Bertans, the best-looking guy in basketball. Let's start with that. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Second of all, the Kings are doing him dirty. Like The Kings are the worst-run franchise in professional sports. Ooh, that being said, I think it was a great the Oakland A's. Did, did we, yeah, yeah, come on, Oakland A's and their two thousand fans. There's also the Houston Texans. Like yes, the much A's much. and Texans have both been to the playoffs in the last twenty years. Ooh, that's fair true. point. Fair point. That's true. Uh, Washington Commanders. Eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, did you guys watch any of the national media pregame? stuff before any of this and are we, t- are we talking about doris burke and her ridiculous bias i just want to know how why were the celtics supposed to be so much better than the bucks coming into this i mean okay you want to say they're gonna win because you think we're all biased and we just love the milwaukee bullshit behind it yada 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 there was no shot they were talking celtics in five like they're talking Celtics in five or six, you know, two reasons, two reasons. What? First of all, Chris Middleton being out. That is 100% affected them. Second of all, you said, we talked about it earlier with the most improved player, the name values and the fact that the Celtics absolutely trounced the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving that right there gave them that type of push. They didn't factor in the fa- the idea that the Brooklyn Nets are a trash team. They are not good. Kevin Durant, shell of what he once was. Kyrie Irving, flat earther. That should tell you everything you need to know. So the fact that that uh, all, both of those two things played right in to that narrative, not to mention, you know, you, if you want to give it a third thing, Boston market, Milwaukee market. They hate small market teams. They absolutely despise them. I get it. I get that. But 
when, when are talks. we going to just admit, when are we going to admit that Giannis is the best player in the league? When, when are Everyone. they ready to do that? Everyone admits world. that in the world. Yeah. Why Everybody don't they want to do Philadelphia? Jason Tatum was looking like a baby back bitch, dare I say, when Giannis was on him. I'm I'm gonna say that right now. Did I not call this? Did I not call this? You locked down Jason Tatum. The Celtics have nothing. They he's have, gonna have a game. Nothing. He's gonna have a game at least where he's gonna sure. drop forty or forty five. Like I get it. That's gonna come. Don't freak out if you are a Bucks fan. That's going. Mar Derozan had forty one in a game, but right now what these role guys what the what was it the 15th best depth in the nba is tenth, doing right 10th tenth best depth tenth in the playoffs in the playoffs he's ah! doing right now most aggravating report of all time Grayson allen bobby bobby fucking portis man who's averaging 15 and 14 while wearing goggles by the way um you should never Wesley take him off matthews just seems to hit a shot whenever he needs to do it Drew Holiday stepping up big for sure. And I think this is maybe the best Brook Lopez has ever played with Milwaukee. He's Dude. out of his mind right now. Okay. I, I don't think they win without Brook Lopez. Nope. I don't think he's, so he's fucking nuts right now. Go he's, ahead, one of the best, he's probably the most underrated rim protector in basketball. Which is crazy because he wasn't that type of defensive player ever. You know, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, he, he did his shit. He was fine. But he was more of an offensive guy for sure. And the fact that his stature is just nuts. And the way that they play uh, their defense, you know, the idea of, like, try to get a field goal on us. You know, go, you know, try to shoot all your threes. You're not going to make all of them. You know, that that is such a, a risky move. And clearly it's been working. Uh, you know, the idea that, all these dudes yesterday just came out to play, just absolutely came out to play and looking at how stifled the Celtics were, you know, Jason Tatum getting those 21. The next highest is Jalen Brown and Al Horford with 12. Holy fuck. That's bad. The defense yesterday was probably the best defensive performance I've seen from the Bucks, maybe ever in a long time for sure. And here's, here's probably one, one hot take, one not so hot take, not so hot take is Pat, um, um, Marcus Smart is not the best defensive player in the league. That, Absolutely no. not. I like that it went to a guard because I think perimeter he defense is very, very undervalued. Give it to Drew. Then give yeah. it to well, Drew. He would be the fourth best defender on the box. That was literally the point I was going to make. That's my hot take. <laughs> he, he would really be the fourth was. best defender. He'd be after Drew, after Brooke, and after Giannis. And on his best day, he's probably on the same tier as Bobby Portis is. And maybe even Weston Matthews has been playing really well. And Javon Carter, too, who's been playing. And Javon Carter. Javon Carter, man. What a guy. Just coming out of nowhere. The guys who are performing, mind you, the Bucs have pretty much gotten for free all of this, too. They are picking up guys on waivers, giving up two second-round picks for Grayson Allen. I mean, John Horst. Fantastic job, what you've been doing over he the last few years. But think like not only did the Nets cut Javon Carter to sign Goran Dragic, which oh, <laughs> how'd that work out for them? Tough. I think a lot of people were upset when we let Boogie Cousins go, and I get why because he was playing really well and he was really fun to watch and he fit in really well here. 
but we use that roster spot on Javon Carter, who is coming up really, really big right now. And all due respect to Marcus Cousins, he's sitting at home watching. And he played in the play. He played for a really good team. He signed with the playoff team. It was very legit. Uh, he played behind the MVP, who's probably who's probably going to win the MVP this year. Just uh, oh, just oh. remember, just remember, the Boston Celtics put out Luke Cornett and Nick Stauskas yesterday. That's how you know they were fucked. Oh, and Sam Hauser. Like, they were fucked. You get Ooh, fucked. Sam Hauser, Boston. former Marquette Golden Eagle, Sam Hauser? Yeah. yeah. When he went to where, Virginia? Yep. Uh, or Michigan State. One of yeah, them went to Virginia. Virginia. Virginia he went to? Okay. Mm-hmm. I know one of them went to Michigan State. One of them went to Virginia. Uh, there's two other games, Suns versus Mavs. Right, well, let's give your prediction. Bucks versus Celtics, Dave. Oh, Mav, you go first on this one. I will say six. I'll probably agree with your take on the the Warriors. I think the Bucks will be in control of the, the series throughout. Like I don't think we'll ever be in any danger. Um, but um, I definitely think Boston's going to put up more of a fight than they did yesterday. Yeah, man, it really does depend on this next game. Um, yeah. If if the Bucks win, it's Bucks in five. And like that's without a question, it's bucks and five. Um, it, but man, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna say it outright. It's bucks and five. I love bucks and five. I love bucks and five. It, Absolutely. It, they just, just step no on their way. neck. Do it. Do there's it. There's no way that they're going to slow down. They're good unless. And again, they're doing this without Chris Middleton. They're doing it without Chris. Playoff Ooh. Giannis is gonna become a thing if he does it again. Like, it's going to become playoff Giannis. Like, we're saying with everyone else, he is stepping up. You know, 24 points, not a lot for him, I guess. You know, we've seen bigger and what and whatnot. But what he is doing for the team right now, the only thing, the only person I have somewhat, like, here's your challenge. Drew Holiday needs to, like, slow down with these turnovers. It's getting a little ridiculous because it's been all playoffs – He's just willy-nilly with the ball. And I think that's why Giannis is getting a lot more opportunities to play the point because of how Drew has been so careless with the ball over the last Drew's few been, years. Drew's been aggressive, though, and that's what I like. I'd he's rather see defense. aggressive Drew Holiday than and both offensively and defensively. As long as he plays aggressive like this, I think you're going to be end up being happy. And that's why he was the leading scorer last night. Yeah, I agree with both points, though. You're right. He, he has turned the ball over a little bit more than I would care to see. and but he needs to stay aggressive though. Cause we need right now, he needs to be the second option on offense until Chris comes back. And, but also too, I wonder if any of that has to do with a little bit of fatigue because he plays so aggressively on the ball on defense, which we also need him to keep doing. And here too, I, I don't think a lot of people realize now Boston is much better than the bulls are much better. I don't think that's really up for debate either, but they're built very, very similarly. You know, you have Jason Tatum and DeMar DeRozan. You have Jalen Brown and Zach Levine. You have Al Horford and Nicole Vukovic. I can't pronounce his name. Vukovic. Um, you know, you have Marcus Smart and Alex Crusoe. Like, again, Boston is a better team, but they're built the same way. So we match up just as well. It's like, I will take Brooke over Al Horford defensively any day. I'll take Giannis over Jason Tatum any day. I'll take Drew Holiday defensively over Marcus Smart, like, on the ball. Like, you can give the trophy to whoever you want to, but... I just like the matchup a lot. We got 
Heat Sixers, uh, no Joel Embiid. Doc Rivers really fucked that one. Just going to say that. Uh, and Joel overrated. Embiid. Fucking overrated coach. Dude. Uh, and Joel Embiid's an overrated player. I, I don't, and so is James Harden. I don't care. Heating for whether Embiid's healthy or not. I I will buy Joel Embiid, or Doc Rivers being an overrated coach before I buy Joel Embiid being the overrated player. But to have him in being up 29 with like six minutes left and then he breaks his eye. Like that's a real tough look on you, doc. That's a real tough look. I don't think they're going to be able to get past the heat without him. And Suns Mavs. I don't know if Devin Booker is going to be able to come back. It's going to be interesting. Usually every conference finals has a team who is there that you maybe don't expect to be there. It could be the Mavs this year. It could be if Devin Booker injury is is as uh as you think is Doncic back yet? Yeah, yeah, Luke is back. Luke is I, think, Luke is- I think Devin Booker came back in the last game against New Orleans too, but he can't be a hundred percent yet. No, and he they're still beat the fuck up. Yeah, um, yeah. the way that uh, the way that that Mavs team played, this Mavericks team has just been going off, even without Luca. It, it's just incredible uh has been really good Jalen brunson has been nuts and uh yeah i uh i don't know exactly how they're going to do that um especially when you when you line up what uh what they have against them because this phoenix team is good but they are injured they're phoenix 25th or 25th sorry uh fifth in points per game as opposed to dallas's 24th Point differential. Dallas is eighth. Great. Phoenix is fir- Phoenix is first, dude. I mean, they are just lined up against uh, a monster. And if anyone can do it, man, this Dallas team is pretty damn good. Well, here, here's the thing with Phoenix is they were the best regular season team this year by far, without question. All sure. But this is the first kind of bit of adversity they've seen all year. Um and then, you know, looking back last year, the first kind of bit of adversity they saw in the playoffs was with the Bucks, and they blew a 2 nothing lead. Like, they couldn't touch Milwaukee after that. So now we'll see if they are, you know, a year older, a year wiser, if they're able to, you know, take that challenge on a little bit better than they did last year. And I would agree with you, Tom, about Dallas. If they still had Rick Carlisle, I do not trust Jason Kidd at all. Oof. Yep. Yeah, that's we all know that we all felt that. Come on, Jason Bucks Mavs final. Let's let's show them. <laughs> let's show them the ultimate rivalry. Be amazing. I I forgot Jason Kidd was the coach until you brought that back <laughs> up. And that's just I wish I didn't remember. Whatever. Let's get into uh that, that was our NBA talk. Let's get into this draft, dude. There was a big ass NFL draft that happened. If you guys missed it, um. We sucked at picking it beforehand. Oh my god, we, we are so bad. We, we botched so it bad. so badly. Uh, but we, but we, we said did, that. Yes, we did predict. You know what we did predict? Chaos and trades. That's what we oh. said was going to happen. Oh. It was the most trades in a first round like ever. It was on draft day, I think, or something like that. Just so nuts. It was very hard to predict. Very hey, real hard quick, to real pick. quick. Where did each of you pick Malik Willis to go? Uh, Dave picked him sixth. I, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so we did it. We did it in uh, like standard draft format. So we had uh, our us two, and then our good guy Joe Pohorilis drafting uh, second. So it went uh, Tom, Joe, myself, and oh, we gotcha. all the okay. way down. But yes, I had Malik Willis going sixth overall to the Panthers. Holy fuck! Hey, we were all over Kenny Pickett going to Pittsburgh. We were all yeah. over that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was about it. That was about. Oh, and I think I mentioned like Devonte Wyatt at the end. You I didn't did go back. Not. And, I think I did. I think I did. No, I listened I really, to it. I wanted to. I wanted to. <laughs> okay, if I didn't, that was the only one. I was texting about him with Joe. I have receipts. Whatever. I fucked that one up. Then I guess <laughs> we I was just talking did. with him. We all did. This uh, draft was terrible. See. There was no. They're not terrible, but terrible for us predicting it. Yeah. Um so we're going to go, go ahead, over please. we're going to over and grade uh each of these draft picks these draft halls for the teams. We're going to do this a little bit differently though. Uh we're going to go PTI style, pardon the interruption. We're going to give about two and a half minutes to discuss each team cuz otherwise we are going to be here all fucking night. Uh and that's the last thing we want. Uh we're going to start at pick 1 or what team was supposed to pick at pick 1 go all the way through each of these uh teams and kind of discuss their halls and uh yeah make it real short you're going to hear a bell at that at two and a half though letting you know it's time to move on all right sounds good yeah let's do it starting off with 1-1 one, one, Jacksonville Jaguars they surprised the world maybe not cuz at the end we were kind of seeing this but as of the time of our mock draft it sure looked like Aiden Hutchinson was gonna be the first pick we were wrong Trayvon Walker number one overall pick out of Georgia a draft that Georgia dominated 15 players drafted in this draft including I think five in the first round yeah edge Uh, Trayvon Walker linebacker Devin Lloyd center Luke Forkner, then linebacker Chad Mumma, running back Snoop Connor, cornerback Gregory Jr., Owachita, and uh, cornerback Monteric Brown. What a great name draft for them. Um, <laughs> just to be honest, like Snoop Connor, like really good name as a running back, just to go off of that. And even Luke Fortner, like that just sounds funny, just to say his name. But the Jaguars, I mean, they pretty much – had to draft this entire they they needed everyone except the they needed a, they didn't need a quarterback they needed every other position pretty much a running back maybe not James Robinson just got extended to I have really trading there they traded yeah, Etienne coming back this year they picked that running back the Clemson running back in the first round last year and Etienne coming back for sure yes I love their Devin Lloyd pick a lot more than I love the Trayvon Walker pick to be honest in the first round if I'm giving them a grade on this whole thing, though, they can get a solid B, B minus right off the rip. They get two solid first round picks coming out of it. They draft some O line help, linebacker help. They, they got a haul of what they needed, took a couple of corners at the back end of it. I'm a pretty big fan of Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Go ahead. Anyone else? Uh, like, here's the thing with that. They took two linebackers in the first uh, three picks. Why? The idea is for the, um, the the Jaguars to help Trevor Lawrence. And the first thing that they drafted to help him was Luke Fortner, you know, the center. It, like, that's crazy. That's crazy to me. Like, help the man out a little bit. Trevor Lawrence is your future. You got to do something for him. 
I'm giving them like a C minus. I don't think it's that as good. I'll go with you, Tom, and give them a B. Uh, lean more closer to a B plus. But like when you need everything, it's pretty easy to fill a couple holes. Um, they're clearly at the bottom of the league right now. They're going to be for a while. So, yeah, I, I, I like Trayvon, um, Trayvon Walker. I like Devin Lloyd, too. Um, I, I don't get the running back pick. But otherwise, yeah, I, I, it, it, they're all going to play. They're all going to get some experience. So, And not with Urban Meyer coaching them. Boom. Yeah, that's an A-plus right there. Next, we have the Detroit Lions. They were picking at number two. They get their hometown boy. Another big draft for hometown boys. Three of them in the first round. Iki Aquanu, Kenny Pickett, and uh, Aiden Hutchinson. They take Jamison Williams, Josh Paschal, Kirby Pascal. Joseph, James Mitchell, Malcolm Rodriguez, James Houston, and Chase Lucas. Filling out edge, safety, tight end, linebacker, linebacker, and corner help. Aiden Hutchinson was maybe the best player in the draft. Fell to them. Very good. Jamison Williams, maybe the best wide receiver in the class. Very good first round for the Lions. Gra drafted great later on, too, getting some help on the edge. And in the secondary, Lions get B plus A minus from me. I think they did a very good job for the draft. I still think they'll be in last, though, because Jared Goff's their quarterback. <laughs> uh, dude, it, it, this is a B plus, man. This, is, this might even be an A minus. When you consider the fact that they traded up for James Williams and for nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, so when you look at it that way, I do like Kirby Joseph as well. Uh, Josh was it Paschal, Pascal, or whatever Pascal. like you were saying. Uh, like it's not they're not bad. I really like Kirby Joseph. Uh, that dude is uh, you know kind of a baller. All in all, dude, that they have to feel really good about what they did. Yeah, I think they're top two players. When you're a team like Detroit, you need to add some impact players to your roster, which is a, a team that has none right now. Um, and I think they got two of them in the first 12 picks. So that's huge. Um, I, I don't get why they didn't make a move for a quarterback in one of those mid rounds, because I think the I'm not saying that the quarterbacks that are on the board, you know, Sam Howell or. Uh, Desmond Ritter, those guys, like, I don't, I'm not saying those are franchise changing quarterbacks, but I think if you're Detroit, you, the value is at those picks. And I, I don't think it would have been that difficult to move into the third or fourth round. Um, so yeah, I'll stick with a B plus. I would have given them an A if, if uh, they tried to make a, a play on one of those quarterbacks that, I, that were dropping. I think they're looking to suck for next year because next year's class is supposed to be really fucking good. And, and, better yeah, in which case makes sense, but yeah, those top two picks probably, uh, the best uh, one-two punch that anybody took out of this draft. Well, that was good. Texans. That was 228. Houston Texans at number three right here. And this is when the draft got all sorts of fucked uh, right off the rip. Derek Stingley, third overall pick. Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M, uh, interior lineman. Jalen Petrie, safety. John Mechie, Christian Harris, Damian Pierce. Thomas Booker, Tegan Quintoriano, sure. And Austin DeCoulis. That's a great last name. Great last name. Um, a lot of good, talented players here for Houston. Don't get me wrong. If you value Derek Stingley as much as you did Sauce Gardner, Sauce Gardner was projected to maybe go 3-2. I don't think anyone thought Derek Stingley was going to go this high. Maybe we see him a couple picks higher than his maybe projected – 
eighth, ninth, tenth, right around there. But Houston getting Kenyon Green, maybe they reached a little bit on him, but they need O-line help. Jalen Petrie is a top safety in this class. A lot of people liked. And John Mechie, he's an Alabama wide receiver. I mean, you can't really go wrong banking on one of those guys. He was a stud after Jamison Williams got hurt as well. So I I don't love Houston's draft, but I think it's better than Jacksonville. I think I would give it a B on the dot because I do think the Stingley pick was a little bit of a reach, maybe not necessarily the biggest team need, but absolutely could be a superstar player in the future. If he was coming out as a freshman, people would have probably took him number three. Like, here's the thing. They could have taken Ekwanu at three and then probably gotten someone like Trent McDuffie at 15, in which, you know, that to me is a better play because then you're getting two guys of that uh, that caliber. Uh, they're fine. Uh, like, it's a C. It's nothing great. It's nothing terrible. But, yeah, C. The point you made about the Lions was the point I was going to make about the Texans, a team that's not going to win for some time and wanted to go ahead and like shore up their defense and shore up the trenches before they went out and got some uh, skilled position players. So um, I'm going to give them an A plus plus primarily because I won 50 bucks betting on Derek Stingley to go third overall. Shit. So they're all right with me. Okay. <laughs> Mav new Mav new. We yeah, did. Good odds. Number four. The Jets, they also had a lot of other picks in this first round. They brought in a big haul. Ahmad Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson all in the first round. Brees Hall, Jeremy Rucker, Max Mitchell, and Michael Clemens round out their pick. All of them within the first four rounds of the draft. And what a first round for New York it was. Ahmad Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, insane haul in the first round all three of them could be starters i mean you could look at a couple of superstars over there but let's slow down it's the jets organization we don't know what they can produce lately they are the longest reigning team without a playoff berth in the nfl um but this was a great step in the right direction this is my first a grade i'm going to give out here just drafting playmakers after playmakers here for the jets the Brees hall pick a little weird after drafting Michael Carter in the second round the year before. But as for their first round picks of Ahmad Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, the trade-off for Jermaine Johnson was beautiful. Beautiful by the Jets. Bro, this is an A+. This is the best draft haul in the NFL. And it's not even close. They were so fucking good. And the, uh, who was it? Uh, Joe, Joe Douglas, the GM, had an amazing draft. And I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am for this Jets team. That's how that's how crazy it was. They got three stellar players in that first round with Jermaine Johnson falling way too far. Way too far. That is a very funny sentence to say unironically that I'm really excited for this Jets team. I don't know the last one. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say B plus, And the only reason I'm not giving them an A is because mm-hmm. um, number one, I agree with you running back is an interesting choice, not only because they have a really solid one and a young one already, but um, because running backs are, are sort of starting to trend towards being a dime a dozen now. And that's a, a high pick for a team with a lot of other needs. Um, and then uh, Garrett Wilson, in, in my opinion of the like 
38 wide receivers that went in the first round or whatever it was. Um, he is the worst one by far. Um, and the only evidence I have to back Hot that up, is, the only evidence I have to back that up is because he went to the New York Jets. So this is probably the last time we're ever going to hear his name. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who was the fifth pick, Dave? Shit. Uh, that was the New York Giants. The New York Giants was the were drafting at number five, and what a haul for them as well. The New York Giants may have got the two best players in the draft. Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal go five and seven. Wandell Robinson in the second round. Joshua Itzuti, Cordell Flott, Daniel Bellinger, Dane Belton, Micah McFadden, DJ Davidson, Marcus McKeithan. Sure, and Darian Beavers. That's a tough name at the end there. Um, but those first two picks, Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau, in the other order, honestly, they might have got the two best players in the draft. This is another one where I would love to give a very high grade for. Um, I'll give them an A- minus because they get a great draft haul, but a couple of their picks, like the Josh Itzuti, like he he's a very much a work in progress from what i've heard from him i don't know where this daniel bellinger went to college sdg state uh i guess that's san diego state maybe um i love their first two picks i think Kayvon Thibodeau's best player in the draft and i think evan neal was the best lineman honestly uh great starters they're gonna get right away for impact play we'll have to see what else comes from it uh, I, I won't go too high. This is probably actually not that good. You, you started off really hot, but then you talk about like Wandale Robinson, which would be fine. But the fact that they're going to trade changes up everything. It's not going to be that big of a haul for them. Uh, Robinson's worse than Tony. So whatever. I, I'm thinking like D D plus. Wow. I think it was a solid draft if you consider just the 2022 season. But if you look retroactively and think about the moves they made to acquire these picks, like the seventh pick they have because they traded away uh, the opportunity to draft Justin Fields, who's probably going to be the MVP for the next four or five consecutive seasons. <laughs> um, yeah, just hard to swallow that. So I'm going to give it a, a D minus for that reason. I do like oh, to no know. love. No love like on except from you. I don't know that what that's about. I also like uh, Darian Beavers, the grandson of Ethel Beavers from Parks and Rec. <laughs> Six, the Panthers. They don't go with Malik Willis. They get Iki Aquanu. Uh, they also then proceeded to trade for all of their remaining picks. Every other pick they traded up to get Matt Corral, Brandon Smith, Amari Barno, Cade Mays. And Kalon Barnes, very good draft, I think, for, for the Panthers right here. This is not where you wanted to draft a quarterback, I guess. Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett this high would have been way too high. Iki Aquanu falls to you. Get a left tackle. Anchor down your offensive line. I love the Cade Mays pick later on. I think even for a six-round pick for that guy, he has very much potential to start on that shit O-line. And Matt Corral. He is their second pick. He was the fourth quarterback taken, I think. Maybe the third quarterback taken. I don't even remember. But he's got an opportunity with Sam Darnold being the head of that quarterback room. So maybe we'll see Matt Corral this year. Uh, unofficial hot take. The 
uh, Matt Corral is going to win that starting job because Dan Darnold's trash. This is this is an easy A. They got so many good players, and they didn't trade all that much. They got Matt Corral by trading next year's third. I I think they did just fine. Iki Aquanu, solid fucking uh, offensive lineman that they just absolutely need because they have a bad offensive line. So uh, getting the dude right there to kind of start it up, easy A, easy A. This is the first one I'll go I'll go A minus as well. I think they played this really well, showing up the offensive line with that sixth pick and then getting a quarterback at a value pick later. Um, I'm really sick of seeing Christian McCaffrey being hurt all the time. So hopefully I'm just this, sick of uh, Christian McCaffrey trash. Well, hopefully this helps. But yeah, I think they did a really good job. Why do they not have a second round pick? What, what did they do with that? Um was that a part of Stefan Gilmore trade? It might have been. I'm not sure. I but feel yeah, like that I was a shit too. pick they gave up for that. I don't remember for now. For what they had, I think this is a, a really good haul. Did they move up to draft J.C. Horn last year? No, they had that. No. Pick. Oh, then I have no idea what it would have came from. We move uh, on? Uh, yeah, there's that 230. Now, next up would be the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. A plus, uh, they have Justin Fields. Don't need anyone else. <laughs> They uh they were supposed to be picking here. Who ended up picking here? The Giants. Giants or the Giants, right? Yeah. Bears didn't make a first round pick. They do get Kyler Gordon in the second round. Uh Jaquan Brisker, Velas Jones Jr., Braxton Jones, Dominique Robinson, Zachary Thomas, Treston Ebner, Doug Kramer, Jatire Carter, Elijah Hicks, and Trenton Gill. Uh three six-round picks and three seventh-round picks for the Bears, but I love their first selection of Kyler Gordon. I think he's a stud. Could have easily snuck in the first round out of Washington. Uh, Trent McDuffie, of course, got all the buzz. Kyler Gordon was on the other side, handling business, doing his job, too. Uh, I like the Brisker pickup, too. I thought that was pretty good value for getting him safety, though. How valuable is the position? Got some good O-line help at the end. I'll give the Bears a uh, B, B draft. Pretty solid for them. Pretty solid. I'll give them a C. Uh, they could have done a lot earlier. Uh, you know, they got dudes like uh, Vellis Jones and, uh, like you say, uh, Braxton Jones. Um, these picks should have been made sooner, though, uh, because those are their biggest needs. And the fact that they only got one wide receiver is a little crazy, if you ask me. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go low B minus or a B. I like Kyler Gordon as well, getting some first round value in the second round, having you know not having a first round pick. Um, Brisker, I didn't like the pick at first, but the more I read about him, the more I liked it. He's probably going to start on day one, and you know this is a passing league, so the stronger you can make your secondary, the better. And then Felix Jones, I also didn't like at first, um, reading about his size and uh, how he had some trouble catching balls at, at points in his career at Tennessee. But uh, I, I also read that uh, uh, Justin Fields liked him, and I trust Justin Fields more than I trust my own family. So I'm okay with that. I agree with you, though. They needed more O-line help earlier. Uh, just tough having, you know, only three picks in the first uh, four rounds. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to play uh, that that Justin Fields uh, video for, for Mav at the end because they're, he's just going to love that. Crumb bumps, gum bum. I don't get why they went with a punter. And what's crazier is that this was the third punter taken. Like, what? 
Punters are people too, Mav. Punters are people too. (laughs) Drake London highlights the eighth overall pick for the Atlanta Falcons. Arnold Ibikiti. Sure. Troy Anderson, Desmond Ritter, D'Angelo Malone. What a great name. Tyler Allegier, Allegier, Justin Schaefer, and John Fitzpatrick round out the draft selections for the Atlanta Falcons. Drake London, first wide receiver off the board. Don't know if we saw that one coming, but again, if you love your guy, get your guy, right? This was right around when we saw the wide receivers were going to get going. Uh, their second round pick, Arnold. I don't know how to say his last name, but I'm just going to call him Arnold. Epikide. Arnold. He was solid. Great pick in the second round there. Could have easily snuck at the end of the first round to trade it up to get him. Desmond Ritter. I mean, some people thought he had first round potential to go in this draft because of where quarterbacks were going to go. I, uh, I didn't see that, but. Again, with Marcus Mariota, might see him in the starting spot sometime too. Give me their grade, you fuck. Uh, uh, B plus. All right, it's a C. It's not great. Uh, personally, Malik Willis and Matt Corral are better. Uh, I won't give them uh, much higher than that. And uh, Epiketti, or uh, I think that's how you actually say it. You just uh, corrected me. What? Yeah, well, I'm. I'm just saying it. Uh, they Arnold. should have done. They could have done better. They should have done better. It's a C. I think Desmond Ritter's a fine pick in the third round. I don't think he's ever going to be a starter. I think he's going to be a career number two. Um, I like. I think Drake London. That's a position that they desperately need. Yeah, I think it's a. It's a B minus. I think it's fine. They desperately need all positions. So. They, they yes. needed everything except for a tight end. Really, like they were so bad. <laughs> Now on to this number nine pick, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. They draft Charles Cross, Boye Mafe, Kenneth Walker, the third, Abraham Lucas, Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen, Tyreek Smith, spelled differently, Bo Melton, and Derek Young. Um, A pretty solid draft haul right here for Seattle. They just didn't draft a lot of guys who are – impact playmakers that drew lock can get a help with or anyone to replace drew lock because that's their quarterback next year still people uh but their draft itself charles cross pretty good pick boy mafe really good value i think kenneth walker maybe a little high uh, but i love the kobe bryant pick in the fourth too it was one of the top corners to get in the fourth round like great value i'll give them a b plus for this one they're just a straight b they should have gotten uh, a quarterback because they clearly needed a quarterback and they had every opportunity to draft one of the quarterbacks, even Jordan someone like Love. Sam Howell. Like, even Love. Stop Later it. On. Settle down. But uh, outside of that, everything else was a great pickup. You know, getting dudes like Boye Mafe and uh, 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 Kenneth Walker, who's arguably the best running back in this class, uh, that is great because they need to get away from every t- everything in their goddamn locker room. It's just bad over there. Yeah, I think Charles Cross was the best player available. I think that was an easy pick at number nine. I like the Kenneth Walker pick. I think he's going to be a really good contributor in the league. And um, I think those two are going to you know go really well together. I think Kenneth Walker is going to get a huge opportunity because I can't not believe that Drew Locke is going to be a starting quarterback in 2022. So Kenneth Walker is going to be 25 times a game. 
First team all swag, Drew Locke. First team all swag. Uh, don't forget uh, that the, that ninth spot was supposed to be the Denver Broncos, uh, who ended up trading out uh, to get Russell Wilson. So uh, let's uh, touch them up real fast. Yeah, Denver Broncos, no first-round picks. Nick Benito, their first one in the second round. Greg Dolchich. 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 A lot of C's in that little name. Damari Mathis. Ioma Uzazukari. That that was bad, dude. There's so many vowels. Uh, uh, Ioma Uazurike. Uazurike. Montrell Washington. Luke Wattenberg. Matt Hensington, shout out the Wisconsin boys, and Fayon Hicks, another Wisconsin boy as well. Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of what they had to do. A lot of the, a lot of teams, a lot of writers love what their grades were for the picks they got. I'm gonna be completely honest; don't really know much of anything about any of these guys except for the Wisconsin boys at the end there. And Sure, I'll give them a C because I don't know anything about anyone, and I'll just be ignorant. They got a solid uh, uh, tight end in Greg Dulcich. I mean, that was a dude that was the second best outside of Trey McBride, uh, and I think they uh, they got a lot of good stuff uh, later on as well, like Damari Mathis, that uh, fourth-round quarterback, uh, was a pretty solid value for them. Um, all things considered, it's not – Great, but when you look at how they did overall, you know, to get here, considering that they got Russell Wilson, eh, I'll give it a B. I think it's solid. Yeah, both of you took the first two points I was going to make, and that I, I really don't know a lot about most of these guys, but also they used this draft to go get Russell Wilson. So for that reason, I'll give it an A. They used their first pick to get a, an elite quarterback and then they used their third round pick to get a guy to replace Noah font who was really the, the biggest loss in my opinion in that trade. So yeah, I, I, I like it a lot. All right. Who was right. at 11 is at number 10, Dave. That, that was, that was the uh, Seahawks. So uh, at 11 is next for, and that's the commanders. Commanders ended up trading out of this pick. Um, this is a rough one for the commanders. I think, um, I don't love the move to trade back out of that spot to get Jahan Dotson at 16. I don't hate Jahan Dotson. I think he's a very good player. I really do think that at Penn State, he was undervalued across the board against these other guys. But still, like, you trade it out because someone wanted to draft a receiver, and then you draft a receiver later on. Seemed like a very dumb move from Washington's standpoint. Uh, they also get... Fidarian Mathis, great name, Brian Robinson, Percy Butler, Sam Howell, later on, Cole Turner, Chris Paul. Did you hit the mute button, you fuck? Well, well, yeah, no one can hear you. <laughs> well, well we I'll fill in for him. Christian Holmes, the defensive back from Oklahoma State. <laughs> You're, no, nothing's coming Christian out. Holmes. No one can hear you. Uh, now, let, let me tell you right here. If you were going to trade back, uh, I get it. Jahan Dotson's not bad, but when you had the opportunity to get Chris Olave or Jamison Williams there, fuck, you should have taken those guys. Those dudes are where it was at. And you move back for, for what? To get like an extra second or third round pick, I think. Eh, I don't like it. Uh, Sam Howell, that's good. Sure. Uh, but it's nothing to be happy with. He... It, 
could be better than Carson Wentz. Yay. Uh, I'm going to go like D plus. Is, is Tom still muted? No one can hear you. Yeah, that means you. yeah I, I, I'll give it a, I don't know, a C. I, in most situations, a team like Washington, who's got, you know, some good pieces on defense, uh, who has some skilled position players to move back a couple spots and load up on some other areas would be a good move, in my opinion. But this move, to me, says they're worried about Terry McLaurin. And I, I think you're just kind of replacing, you know, one young player with another. And I, I think that's a lateral move at best. So, yeah, I'll go C-. minus. Um, Sam Howell, again, I, I talked a lot about the value picks, the quarterbacks coming later, maybe having a shot at starting, I think is a good pickup, at least to give him a, a give him a chance. And yeah, how about a good draft for uh, basketball fans? Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant. It's been uh, it's been fun. Can you hear me now? There you are. I've been here the whole time. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. I did literally <laughs> nothing. Uh, uh, yeah, I made those. I made those references. All you guys. Fuck you guys. All right. Um. <laughs> Moa, what are we on? Minnesota Vikings, right? Yes. They ended up trading back. Oh, we're not going to talk about the Saints. The Saints are the ones that like actually drafted at 11. Go in order, goddammit. All right. Fuck. Lewis Seen was the Vikings' first pick. They ended up drafting all the way down to the 32nd. Andrew Booth Jr., Ed Ingram, Brian Asamoa, Caleb Evans, Izizi Otemiwo, Ty Chandler, like could reach (laughs) for Tyson Chandler on that one. And Vidarian Lowe, Jalen Naylor, and Nick Muse. I think they smacked it out of the park with their first two picks. I love Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth. Those are very, very great picks for the Vikings, I think. I hated their trades all day. They got fleeced by division rivals the entire time. The yeah. Packers kind of maybe overpaid a little bit, but whatever. No the way. Lions, the Lions finessed them for sure. The Lions finessed them for sure. Um, I will give them a C plus because of the trades. If it was just, they drafted at these spots, I think I would give them a B, but their trades. I was not a fan of at all for Minnesota. I'm giving a B plus as well. B plus, sorry, C plus as well. Uh, and you, you got good, um, good value in Andrew Booth in that second round. I like that. Um, but damn, why would you trade with your interdivision rivals and to get super talented guys, Jamison Williams and Christian Watson. Holy fuck. What are you doing? Um, ah, fuck. I don't know. I, again, I, I just don't think I can really like this uh, all that much. I, I think, I think they, they fucked it up. And the, the best moves that they made were at defensive back when you could have gotten a lot more. Yeah, I don't get trading down for a safety when Kyle Hamilton was still on the board, when that was a guy who was projected to go in the top five at one point. Um, yeah, and again, I, I can't stand the fact that they loaded up the division rivals either. I, I, I'm i going to go D+. I agree with Thomas again with the whole, uh, if they've drafted where they, if they, if those picks were what they had going in, then it was fine. But to end up with those picks is, uh, it was a rough move. All right, next up is the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns here now coming up. Uh, Martin Emerson. Yes, he's not your grandfather. He was the first pick of the (laughs) Cleveland Browns. (laughs) Alex Wright, David Bell, Perrion Winfrey, Cade York, highest drafted kicker since 2016, Jerome Ford, Michael Woods, Isaiah Thomas, and Dawson Deaton. 
are the picks that round out for the Cleveland Browns. And the writers love every pick except the kicker. They, they, they really hate the kicker pick. Um, but I actually do not hate what they did at all. I really liked Perrion Winfrey at Oklahoma. I thought he was pretty good, solid player for them over the last couple of years. And Isaiah Thomas, like another NBA name right here. Come on, stop playing with them. I, the, they just used a lot of their picks for Deshaun Watson. Again, this is the same haul that we saw earlier. When you don't have a pick on the first two rounds, in the first two rounds, it's hard to get value, and it still looks like they snuck a little bit out of it. David Bell also at Purdue. I saw him play a couple times when they played Wisconsin. He'll be all right for them. He'll be all right. They needed more wide receiving help than what they get. And the idea of taking uh, not only York in that fourth round selection, but then on the next selection, they got that running back. Another fucking running back. Stop it. Uh, they get a C. Uh, and that's because of that that selection process. I will say, Perrion Winfrey falling to the fourth round is a fucking steal. Told you, and yeah, I'm saying. holy shit, is that a steal? Uh, all in all, it, it's not. It, it would have been better if they just would have waited on the goddamn kicker. They did not need to draft a kicker there at all. But it's so much cooler to draft a kicker. No, you can pick up kickers on the free agent market, undrafted free agents. You didn't need to go out and get a kicker. Fuck that. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. I think kickers can make or break uh, a season at some time, at some point, as uh, a fan of the team that lost a playoff game by hitting the uprights twice in one play. Um, <laughs> I think David Bell was a great pick at 99 overall. That was one guy I, I had circled, hoping the Bears would look at uh, with some of their uh, second or third round picks. But other than that, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about uh, the rest of the Browns draft. I, I guess a lot of this is going to, you know, um, be. Um, We'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson, too, and if he plays and contributes. And A lot of question marks still are on that. Do Browns tank for the first pick if Deshaun Watson gets suspended? No, stop it. Okay. Fuck Sorry. off. Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens. What a draft for them. They had a great draft. Their first pick, Kyle Hamilton, Tyler Linenbaum, David Ajobu, Travis Jones, Daniel Falale, Jalen Armour Davis, Charlie Kohler, Jordan Stout, punter, Isaiah Likely, that's a weird last name, Demarion Williams, and Tyler Beatty round out their picks. Maybe the second best first round haul goes to the Baltimore Ravens. After what they did, after the Jets, the Baltimore Ravens getting maybe the two, some of the most NFL ready players at those positions that they go. I don't know if safety is their biggest need and should have been, but Kyle Hamilton falling that far. They had to pull the trigger on it to get Tyler Linnebaum, a team who already has experience drafting these interior O-linemen from Iowa. I love it. Giving them a A- minus for this draft. I love the Daniel Falale pick in the fourth round too. I'm going to give them a B-. And the, the reason being is we've already talked about it a little earlier. You have no wide receivers at all. And then to get rid of Hollywood Brown, Lamar Jackson's favorite target, who you saw on draft night, send uh, a tweet out that said, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> like he was pissed. And now you're, you're trying to piss off your star quarterback. Now, as far as the draft picks are concerned, 
Yes, they made 11 picks, and pretty much all of them are like B or higher picks. Uh, but realistically, getting rid of Hollywood Brown and then not really getting one of those top guys, uh, that's troublesome. That's troublesome. This would have been an A for me, kind of going back to our Vikings point, if um, if they came into the draft with these picks and didn't make the Hollywood Brown move, I would probably have said an A. Um, but but I agree with you, Dave, the fact that their wide receiving core is as empty as it is and they didn't address it. Even in the later rounds, they didn't even try to address it as concerning for me. Um, in a deep I wide receiver class. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree that Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum um, are uh, is a great one-two haul, only behind the Lions for me. Why a punter in the fourth round? I, I don't get that one. We're moving on to 15. Miami. Dave. Miami, the Dolphins. They come they in. They, they traded away from this one. Uh, they ended up not picking in the first two rounds. Um, why did they lose their first-round pick? Was this Tyreek? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. That happened. Okay. Channing Tindall, Eric Uzakanma, Cameroon, Cameron. I almost said Cameroon shit. Cameron Good <laughs> and Skylar Thompson. They get a quarterback in the last round there. Um, I don't know. This was a really weird, really weird draft for them. Like you said, they get Tyreek Hill. That's pretty much most of their draft capital. Uh, I've heard of Channing Tindall again. Big from the Georgia defensive factory. I'll give him a I'll give him a B B minus. I don't oh know. Oh my god, sure. that is wrong. You had no clue. Because of Tyree Kill. Because here's the thing. Kill. Here's the thing. I guess. I guess the Dolphins had two picks in the first six rounds. Two picks. None of them were in the top 100. You had to make sure that you were doing something. Personally, if I was Miami, I would have traded down, got some more picks, but whatever. They ended up taking Tyndall and uh, Azukanma. Tyndall's fine. Azukanma's bad. No. Just did not need another wide receiver in that locker room. Nuts. And then you look at something like uh, Skylar Thompson. Do you know who Skylar Thompson compares to? Taysom Hill. Trash. Tough. Trash. Wildcat formation coming back to Miami. Confirmed. This is this is a D minus draft. They might have the worst draft out of any team. I'm gonna give them an NA or a non-complete. Like like I, you had four picks, like you said, none in the top 100. You used one on a backup quarterback who's not gonna make the team, and one on a wide receiver who's probably your best position. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it an NA. Like it, you can't even like give him an F. You can't even give him an F. Sure, you got Tyree. They Hill. dropped out. They dropped it's like out. Like they're on auto draft. Like they just showed up. <laughs> the the auto draft Miami Dolphins. I think they were too busy uh, dealing with their owners' like sexual allegations and shit. And no, he was uh, like throwing games. Whatever. What Brian Flores <laughs> shit too. That's a big difference. Yeah, they have lawsuits to worry about. <laughs> What's the next team? Next up, it's the Colts. Indianapolis Colts. Uh, what did they do? I don't even remember. They didn't have any first round pick because they traded of Carson, out because of Carson Wentz. No, think, no, 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 right? no. Matt Ryan. No, oh, yeah. no, no, no. This was the Carson Wentz conditional right here because Carson Wentz played too many snaps last year. 
Oh they had to give shit! It, to, it was. Yeah, they had to give it to Phil. They had to give it to Philly. Imagine a first round pick for Carson Wentz. That's tough. That's tough. gonna give this draft a little bit of a downgrade. But they bring in Alec Pierce, Jelani Woods, Bernard Raymond, Nick Cross, Eric Johnson, Andrew Ogletree, Curtis Brooks, and Rodney Thomas the second. Um. I like their first pick of Alec Pierce more than most. I think he might've went a little high, but I think he is going to be all right in the NFL. Jelani Woods was the top tight end guy in this draft. And I thought it was pretty good value for Bernard Raymond, who I've heard of a little bit too at central Michigan. I would give this draft a C plus because they traded away a first round pick for Carson Wentz. Yeah. I'm going to give it a B. I think their haul itself is like an A minus. They did pretty damn good. You know, like you said, Jelani Woods getting dudes to fill in for uh, like Anthony Costanzo or Costanzo because he's retiring. Uh, And uh, all in all, it's not so bad. But like you said, holy shit, it's for Carson Wentz. You lose your first round pick that that condition is bad, too. It's demoralizing. Absolutely demoralizing. I would have just murdered him i would have killed him before he even hit that point and let him go into like a second round this is my first f of the day um no first round pick you traded again for an old quarterback is there anybody who loves putting geriatric quarterbacks on the field more than the indianapolis colts no and no three of your, uh, the denver broncos you had no first round pick and you used three of the picks you did have on fcs division one double a guys I, I don't get that i, I don't know this is an F for me. Oh, damn. He's coming in hot. Yeah, give me Yale, Youngstown State, Missouri State. Get out of here. Draft somebody <laughs> from a real team. <laughs> Are there no Georgia defensive guys left? <laughs> yes, not. I guess not. <laughs> Youngstown State. Uh, uh, Chargers. The Chargers. We move on to Los Angeles here. Zion Johnson, their first pick. JT Woods, Isaiah Spiller, Otito, O. Gogbania, Jamari Slayer, Jasir Taylor, Dion Leonard, <laughs> and Xander Horfat. Did, did you uh, say Jamari Sayer? Salyer? Jamari Sailor. Jamari. Salier. Oh, it's Jamari. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Jamari. Zion Johnson, I really like the first-round pick for them. Keep helping out um, Justin Herbert on the offensive line. They really don't need many weapons. Their defense got stacked up. JT Woods in the second, in the third was a really good pick. Isaiah Spiller, um, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of him out of Texas A&M, but in the fourth round, like you said, dime a dozen, Mav, get a running back, why not? Very good draft, I think, overall, though, from the Los Angeles Chargers. I would give them, how about a B plus? B plus for this one. I like the first round pick a lot. I'll give him a C plus. Uh, I think that Zion Johnson was a reach at 17, especially when you consider that Trevor Penning and Jermaine Johnson were still there. Uh, I, I don't really like that all in, a, uh, all, in all. But um, yeah, again, uh, after that, JT Woods, I think it's also a reach. Uh, realistically, I think he was going in like the fifth and sixth round. So to take him in the third seems a little bit crazy. The rest of their picks are fine. Uh, you know, I, I don't absolutely hate them, but 
uh, all in all, yeah, I'm going to go like a C plus. I'm going to give them an A because they gave up a second round pick to take on the Khalil Mack uh, contract, which made me really happy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's an A. That's that's the only move I really care about. The bias. The bias is shining. We no, I'm not it. hiding it. I, I, I don't care. New Orleans Saints. <laughs> the Saints. They traded up with the Washington Commanders. First pick was Chris Olave. Trevor Penning was their second pick of the second round. Alante Taylor, DeMarco jo- Jackson, not Johnson, and Jordan Jackson round out their last two. Um, I, you know, I, I think Chris Olave is good. I think he might be top three wide receiver where they took him. I, I don't know about taking him at 11. I feel like that's a little high, a little high. And Trevor Penning, I am not sold on. Um, really? I don't really like this draft very much at all for the Saints. This might be my lowest really? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think they probably should have got some wide receiver help uh, that was later on in the draft. I don't think it was their biggest need like this. Could have drafted a more talented player. Uh, You had some good corners on there, secondary help. I don't know. I'll give it a D plus. I love this draft for them. I'm giving him an A minus, dude. Chris Olave was not going to sit there at number 16. Now with the way that the wide receivers were flying off the board and with the the way that they they have no clue what Michael Thomas is doing right now, you had to get a wide receiver and Chris Olave is great. Uh like I think Trevor Penning at 19 is a steal. It's a great pick. Dude was getting lots of love. And uh, could have gone earlier in the draft. Uh, all in all, getting all that defense as well, it's fantastic for the Saints. This is an A. This is an A for me. I'm also going to go A minus. Um, I agree that grabbing one of those top wide receivers once you saw they were coming off the board, they knew what they wanted going in, and they went up and got it. Um, then you added some protection up front and then uh, you, you had three picks in the top 50 and you took an offensive lineman, a, a big time offensive weapon. And then you took a defensive back, which, like I said earlier, it's a passing league. So, yeah, I mean, just just that those three alone, um, I like a lot, too. So I'm going a minus. All right. Next is the Eagles. Philly, uh, great draft haul for Philly. They come around with Jordan Davis in the first round, Cam Jurgens, Nicobe Dean, Kyron Johnson, and Grant Calcaterra. Yeah. Um, Jordan Davis at 13, I thought was a great pick for them. I love the Cam Jurgens pick from Nebraska, too. And Nicobe Dean falling all the way to the third round. Nice. Killed this draft. Killed this draft. And I think Calcaterra could have went higher, too. Even I heard his name on the tight end big board, too. This is an A. This is an A for sure with Philly. I love their haul. Jordan Davis is the most NFL-ready today player in this draft. He will be starting for them. He's too damn big. I I like the draft from Philly. From what limited capital they could bring in after, no fourth and fifth round picks does kind of hurt. This is an A+. This is a great pick. You made up for the fact that you uh, fucking drafted Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson. 
Remember that? Now you got A.J. Brown on this team. Holy shit. Now, it sucks because you got Jalen Hurts throwing to you, but, you know, whatever. Maybe you can make that. I do love Jalen Hurts, but I know that he he can't throw for shit. Nicobe Dean in the third round. Wow. Could be the best pick in the draft by the end of it. It's definitely the best steal. I realize the dude's got a bunch of injury problems, but he is worth it at 83. I mean, 83? Jesus Christ. Uh, Like you said about Jordan Davis, He's ready. This is such a great draft for them. And Howie, uh, uh, Howie Roseman should feel really happy about everything. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. Jordan Davis and A.J. Brown are win-now moves. Um, like you said, the third round is when you can afford to take a little bit of a risk on a, on a high-impact player who's had some injury issues. And, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a, a really solid uh, draft for the Eagles as well. I'll also go A-. minus. And the only reason it's all higher is because you just had, you know, so few selections, but they made the most of what they had. For sure. Pittsburgh Steelers. They draft the first quarterback off the board. Kenny Pickett, 20th overall pick. George Pickens, DeMarvin Leal, Calvin Austin, Connor Hayward, Mark Robinson, and Chris Oladukun. I think two two quarterbacks drafted for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Don't know why they did that, but... It's because Mason Rudolph's their backup. That's why. So Kenny Pickett and George Pickens, I love those two picks. DeMarvin Leal, I think, in the third round was a steal, too. The Memphis wide receiver, Calvin Austin, small guy, but quick. He was a track star um, before he was playing football. I think – I don't know if I love the Kenny Pickett draft pick, but I love all the other ones. They needed to draft Kenny Pickett. I get it. Um, I'll I'll go B+. But I love the rest of their draft other than Kenny Pickett. Yeah, this is this is a D plus because of the fact that they got Kenny Pickett where it's at. First of all, they liked Malik Willis this entire time. And the only reason why they took uh, him, Kenny Pickett here, is because he's a hometown boy. I I I feel very uh, confident in that. Uh, And I don't really like this draft all in all. I don't really think that George Pickens is all that good. I, I think he's too tiny. Um, and like, he's even smaller than Devonte, uh, Devonte Smith. And that's, that's a huge problem. Devonte Smith has to, you know, get some muscle mass to him. And we'll talk about that more with, you know, a later pick going forward this is a D plus. I, I think really Ken, Kenny Pickett is not that guy. It's just not that guy. Not that guy, pal. Not that guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with that either. I, I, I agree with you that I get why they went with Kenny Pickett. They had to do something at that position. The George Pickens ones is interesting because I, I like George Pickens in the middle of the second round. I think that's probably right where I would take a chance on someone like that. But uh, I mean, he's going to play behind Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool right away with a, a rookie quarterback thrown to him. Um, I think Mitch Trubisky is probably going to start for a while. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is as bad as people say he is. I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the league, but I think he's going to be better than a rookie Kenny Pickett right away. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's, um, you could have gotten Kenny Pickett later though. That's the problem. Is yeah. That gotten him later. Yeah. So I don't know. See, I guess. 21 Patriots. New England, their draft hall. Let's get to it. it. First round, Cole Strange, 
don't even know. That was a really strange pick, maybe. Uh, Tyquan Thornton, Marcus Jones, Jack Jones to team up with Mac Jones there. Pierre Strong Jr., Bailey Zappi, Kevin Harris, Sam Roberts, Chasen Hines, and Andrew Stuber. A lot of picks for the New England Patriots. I don't know if I love the Cole Strange one in the first round. Tyquan Thornton, I love it. Love that one in the second round. Baylor was a beast. Um, it feels like a little bit of an underwhelming draft for Bill Belichick, nonetheless. Uh, I would give this a C-. minus. I'm not really a big fan of many of these picks. I don't understand the fourth-round quarterback selection when you just got Mac Jones in the first last year. A terrible quarterback at that. Bailey Zappi is not good. I mean, he broke all of Joe Burrow's records. So slow down. Maybe not. Maybe not. But yeah. is Bill going to trade him or something? Like, what was he thinking drafting him that high? I don't I don't know. Maybe another team takes him that high, but I don't think the Patriots needed to. C minus. This is a D. Uh, Cole Strange was a, looked at as a, like a third round prospect. Taylor, uh, Tyquan Thornton was looked to be a sixth round prospect. Stop it. What are you doing? I, I realize that you're Bill Belichick and, you know, you know who these players are, right? whatever. <laughs> I think at this point, you're too fucking old and uh, you fucked up big time in this draft. This might go down as one of his worst drafts of all time. Uh, love the Bill Belichick impression, first of all. Um, hey, I'm, giving it an, I'm giving it an A plus because this happens every year since I was born where the Patriots just end up with a bunch of guys you've never heard of. And then they're all of a sudden all pros. So <laughs> try to be I'm ahead just, of the curve here. Fair I'm enough. just going to assume all these guys well, are going to really play Bailey Zappi in the remake with Tommy Lee Jones as Bill Belichick. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be uh, so, like Matt Damon, just the backup quarterback on the sideline, talking to Bill the whole time, devising the plan. Maybe Bailey's really good in the playbook. Maybe that's what it is. Next up is the Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. Didn't want to call him Oakland, but I almost did. Dylan Parham. Parham. Zamir White. Neil Farrell. Matthew Butler. Thayer Munford. And Britton Brown. Thayer is is got to be the worst name to say on radio. Right there. Thayer, Thayer. Thayer Munford is Thayer so... Munford. That, that is so ridiculous. Guaranteed to lisp on that name. Uh, they they traded away a lot for Devontae Adams. They traded away a lot. And I don't know. Their other picks too well. Um, I'll just give them a C because I know nothing. Uh, they they get a B. They're, they're really not all that bad. Uh, Dylan Parham isn't, uh, is, is pretty good. Uh, Matthew Butler was a steal in the fifth round. That that was a, a solid pick. And even though they didn't get their first pick until 90, I, I think they should feel pretty happy about where they got. They didn't get anyone uh, that was major names, like no superstars, but they got a lot of the serviceable guys in a draft that really was kind of rather other, underwhelming altogether. I'm pretty sure Ther Munford was my third grade computer science teacher. <laughs> um, so 
good for him. Shout out to Caneland High School. I, I'm going to go um, another A-plus because they got Devontae Adams out of the NFC North, which I'm really happy about. So that's that's I, I'm done. We can move on. Fair point. Fair point. All right. Next up, it is the Arizona Cardinals. They ended up trading out of this, but they get Trey McBride, Cameron Thomas, Jai Sanders, or Mahai, Keontae Ingram, Luxitas Smith, Christian Matthew, Jesse Lutka, and Marquise Hayes. Don't, don't hurt yourself. Dude, these names just get crazier and crazier every year. Trey McBride was a great, great tight end pick in the second round for them. I don't know if they needed to draft tight end first. They just I think they forgot. Zach. Huh? I think they forgot they had Zach Ertz and Max Williams on their roster, dude. Right. <laughs> I don't I don't know what they needed a tight end first for, but he's supposed to be pretty good. And a lot of people like that my Jai Sanders guy. Um the rest of this though, I, I've heard of Cameron Thomas. He looked pretty good at his pro day. Um I'm going to take B minus because I'm feeling nice. And maybe Kyler Murray wanted Trey McBride. Do you think that Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, was worth it? Yeah, that's the really, that's going to be the long and short of it. Was Hollywood Brown worth this pick? Because you could have had a dude like Linderbaum. Uh, right there and instead you went with the the wide receiver now I guess when you look at the fact that D hop's going to be out maybe they were kind of planning for it a little bit I don't know but it's not right now yeah dude Hollywood Brown is very expensive for a team that uh you're gonna have to pay Kyler Murray in a little bit I don't know this is not this is not great I again I Trey McBride was was the guy I was hoping that the Packers were going to take. Unfortunately, he did not fall and went to a team that's full of tight ends. So, whatever. Uh, this is a C. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I, I assume they went into this draft thinking they were going to have... I don't know, because we talked about earlier how they probably traded for Hollywood Brown because they knew they were going to be without um, DeAndre Hopkins for a while. But either way, the tight end pick is is strange. He went with two Mountain West guys, and neither one of them were Boise State. And then you drafted a guy from Division II, first Division II guy we've talked about today. He better be the best quarterback in Division II history if you're going to use a draft pick on him. But, yeah, I'm going to go B because it still got them Hollywood Brown, which I think was a great move. Dallas Cowboys. Them Cowboys. How about them? They draft Tyler Smith with their first pick. Sam Williams, Jalen Tobert, Jake Ferguson. Shout out them Wisconsin boys. Matt, well, let's go. I don't know. Deron Bland, Damone Clark, Damon, maybe. I don't know. Damon, I, not Damone. <laughs> there's an E at the end of it. In English, that would make it Damone. All right. John Ridgway. Dayton Jones. What is it? It's, it's Damon. It's Damone. You just said it's not Dayton Jones, and I'm pretty sure it's fucking Dayton Jones. What? What are you talking about? Is Dayton Jones on this? No. All right. Never mind. Moving on. I'm not a big fan of their first pick, Tyler Smith. I think that was a reach for him. I don't know if it was necessarily even their biggest team need. Dallas always has a good O-line. They always do. I get it. It's because they draft them. But 
I don't know, man. Maybe some defensive help. I could have saw one of those linebackers go off the board here for Dallas. They could use some help there. But the rest of their draft, pretty solid. I love the Tolbert pick at the later on in the round. Ferguson is going to be good in the NFL. He's built for the NFL, I promise you. And it's a Wisconsin tight end. They always do. Owen Daniels, uh, Troy Fumagalli. I don't know who else. But, yeah, I'll give him a B-. minus. Yeah, this is this is like an A minus. I, I like Tyler Smith. They need to help uh dude. And going into this draft, they looked at dudes like Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green there. Now they were gone by the time uh Dallas was able to draft. So that kind of sucked. Uh, in fact, all their dudes were because they also looked at Traylon Burks and uh he was gone. Womp womp. I think Tyler Smith is a great pick. I wonder if they would have been better off taking Jermaine Johnson there, though, especially when you consider that um, uh, what's-his-nuts left, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. So uh, I guess time will tell on this, but I think help, helping Dak Prescott is probably the way to go. Yeah, when you have the weapons that you have in Dallas, I don't think you could ever have too much offensive line help. So I, I don't think that's a bad move, per se. And um yeah, that's that's really my only thought on uh, on this uh, on this haul. Uh, I'll give it a B. Next up, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Kyir Elam, James Cook, Terrell Bernard, Khalil Shakir, Matt Areza, Christian Benford, Luke Tenuta, and Balin Specter. God bless you. Really good names, really good names coming out of Buffalo. Uh, this was a team that it really seemed like the draft was the least important for. Their team is pretty complete. They were drafting for a lot of depth around a lot of these places. And in order to get Kyir Elam at that 23rd pick, I love it for them. I love this pick for them. James Cook, they get a running back. That was probably their second biggest need as well at the end of the second round. Uh, and there's your Boise State guy in Khalil Shakir, and a lot of people like him later on, too, for those day two, three uh, wide receivers. I'm going to give this an A- minus for the Buffalo Bills. They really couldn't do much worse because they didn't need to draft that well. I like A- right there. They wanted uh, some type of cornerback and linebacker, and they got Kyir Elam. Fantastic. They also got that linebacker they needed in Matt Milano, James Cook being there at the fifth, uh, fifth round, or sorry, not the fifth round. Uh, you know, that's nuts. Khalil Shakir being at the fifth round was definitely a viable option. You know, that they needed some help, especially having dudes like Cole Beasley going down, uh, going out, I should say. I, it just basically did everything that they could I wish they would have looked at guard because they, they still need some offensive line help, but all things considered, it's an a minus. I'm going to go B plus because I, I love the defensive back pick when you just lost a playoff game by giving up huge pass plays uh, at the end of the game. Then you go running back, which has been a big need. Like Thomas mentioned, Devin Singletary's kind of been underwhelming the past couple of years. Um, and the only reason it's not an a for me is because they picked a punter, stop drafting fucking punters. I don't, there's, stop it. Punters He's and kickers. Punt God, dude. He's literally I love like drafting the best place kickers. I'm ever. all for drafting place kickers. Stop drafting punters. <laughs> the hate is real. I don't and care you wonder, how, and you wonder how we get these shitty punters in the NFL. 
wonder how we don't Tennessee Titans Tennessee they had a big draft day move as we mentioned earlier AJ Brown is gone they bring in Traylon Burks to replace him I guess Roger McCreary Nicholas Pettit Ferreira a lot of R's in that name Malik Willis Hassan Haskins Chiz Gozaim Okonkwo Kyle Phillips, Theo Jackson, and Chance Campbell. This is where Malik Willis ends up going. Um, I wish he would get an opportunity, man. I wish he would. I don't think he will because they like Ryan Tannehill way too much in Tennessee. Way too much, by the way. They like you way too much, Ryan. I'm letting you know. Um, Traylon Burks, maybe a little high. Maybe a little high. Uh, but they liked him. They went up and got him, and they were going to lose A.J. Brown. They needed to get something. I'll give them a... The B minus again because I like Malik Willis in the third. I think it's good value and Roger McCreary, but I don't know how much he's going to play. That's a B minus. Yeah, uh, I love the Malik Willis in the third round because that was the only real cornerback I was really thinking for the first round uh, for any sort of first round pick, and to get him in the third, nuts. But man, Traylon uh, Traylon Burks for AJ Brown. More or less. Big That's risk. some big shoes to fill, dude. And I told you, I do not like Traylon Burks. There's just something about him that I don't like. Um, I think he is inconsistent at times and can kind of be lazy. Uh, we'll see if that translates or not. All in all, it's not great. They had to find some offensive line help uh, for Derrick Henry and getting that with uh, Pittet Freer is not bad. Um, yeah, B minus. I really don't like the AJ Brown trade, even if he was going. I could listen to a podcast on just Thomas trying to pronounce names of NFL players. First of it all, it would be it would be a long episode. It would I be would a subscribe long to that episode. immediately. Um, if we're talking about post AJ Brown trade, I like this draft a lot. Obviously, wide receiver was a big hole you just created, and they wouldn't address that right away. Um, then you got some protection for Derrick Henry. And then, like you said, Malik Val- Malik Willis in the third round um, is is great, uh, especially even if he's going to be a backup for a couple of years. I mean, this is a pick for the future. But, yeah, this, this would be an A-minus for me. What's next? Uh, next up, Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady is back, baby. They bring in Logan Hall on the defensive side with their first pick of the second round. Luke Gadecki. Rashad White, Cade Oten. It's probably Rashad now that it's I Otten. It. Cade Otten. <laughs> Cade Otten. Jake Camarda. Zion McCullum. <laughs> okay. Co Keeft uh, and Andre Anthony. Dude, these names are fucking weird, man. It's like. <laughs> I'm just going to. You know what? We're like going to try to pronounce episode. the script fucking spelling bee right we're gonna now. we're okay. gonna do a special episode where you just say every player drafted ever ever drafted ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just all of them yeah starting off with uh, jims and uh james logan hall was a pretty solid pick i think at the end at the beginning of the second round they could have snuck into the end of the first but I don't know about the rest of these, man, and I can't wait to hear what Mav has to say about the punter they drafted, the 15th Georgia (laughs) player, uh, in the fourth round. 
but again, it's Tampa Bay. Their team was pretty stacked. I don't really know what they needed to go out and get. They got some O-line help. They went in and got another tight end because Gronk's old. Uh, and some edge help in the seventh, I guess. I'll, I'll give it a, a C. Average. Average shit. You know, you they had a lot to do. Uh, they had to find replacements for Nadamakong Sue, Ali Marpet, Ronald Jones, and, you know, even potentially, like you said, Gronkowski. Uh and they did all that. Like Logan Hall is great defensive lineman. Kate Otten is going to do uh, pretty well for them. I like Kate Otten a lot. Uh, Zion McCollum is great in the fifth round because he just has a ton of value there. Uh, this is this is like a B plus. I think they did pretty damn good. I don't care if you have Tom Brady. I don't care if you have Cooper Cup. I don't care if you have the ghost of Walter Payton on your roster. Stop drafting fucking punters, especially in the fourth round. Are you kidding me? I think I know what his hot take might be. (laughs) F minus, minus, minus. (laughs) Fourth round punter pick. Uh, What do we got next, Dave? It's the Green Bay Packers. This is what we all listen for. This is what we do. The Green Bay Packers. Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, Christian Watson, Sean Ryan, Romeo Dobes, Dubes. Doobies, Dobos, Dobbs, Dobbs. Dobbs. Zach Tom. I I might have to cop a Zach Tom jersey just to get Tom on the back. Kingsley and Gabare, Tariq Carpenter, Jonathan Ford, Rashid Walker, and Samari Toure. What a great draft by these Green Bay Packers. What a great draft by these Green Bay Packers, man. I know, I know, people. We wanted the wide receiver in the first round. They were all gone. They were all gone. I did not want Green Bay to trade up to 15 to draft a wide receiver. It was not going to be worth it. They take two Georgia boys in the first round. You know, Quay Walker is literally what they're going to try to do with Devondre Campbell all over again. He's the same type of guy, 6'4", 240. Devontae Wyatt, I love that pick at 28. And Christian Watson, they gave up a little bit to get up there to get him, but they needed someone. They needed someone from this draft. A lot of people like Christian Watson. I'm going to give the Packers an A minus. A minus for sure. Uh, Christian Watson was the best thing they could do at 22, right? Uh, both Burks and Dotson were gone at that point. And rather than picking him there or at 28, they moved up in the second round. Boom, steal. Romeo Dobbs is uh, a great value as well. Uh, having dudes like Sean Ryan and Zach Tom there are nice interior upgrades on the blocking line. But most importantly, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt fucking make that defense scary as hell. Let's go Packers. A minus. I don't know. I don't love it. I probably would have went quarterback at 22 and then <laughs> at 28 probably would have gotten some depth at that quarterback position. Um, and then what you have six remaining picks. I probably would have gone six punters. Uh, I'm going another F. <laughs> Back to that F. means it's an A. That, that means it's an A. He, he likes it. That I love much. it. I love the, I love the draft. Love All the draft. right. Yeah. Next up 49ers. San Francisco 49ers. Where nope, are you selection. on my list? S right there. They take Drake Jackson, Tyrion, Davis Price, Tyrion, Tyrion. It's Tyrion, you fuck. 
Spencer Tyrion. <laughs> Samuel Samuel Womack. Nick Zakelij. Kalia Davis and Tariq Castro Fields and Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. Uh love it. Love it. I mean, their draft was pretty trash. Otherwise, I think this is not typically where I I don't know the third round running back selection. Doesn't seem like a smart move for San Francisco. Danny Gray is a hit or miss kind of guy in the third round. I guess it's okay to take him. Drake Jackson could be decent. This is my C minus draft from San Francisco. Why do they not have a first round pick? It's because of good uh, question. Uh, Trey Lance, maybe moving up. Ah, uh, that's it. Got to be it. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is a C plus. Yeah, I I think for what they had, it's fine. Um, I, I don't, I think they reached for Tyrion Davis price. Didn't really fill any sort of need before them at all. Uh, not to, and using that fifth round pick on Sam Womack, uh, he wasn't even looked at as a potential draft pick. So that should tell you all you need to know about that. Uh, interesting to go defense first when I think San Francisco's defense is pretty solid and, uh, you know, you're in, in um, danger of losing one of your top offensive weapons. Um, you know, your quarterback situation is kind of a question mark, too, with a young guy and one guy that you're trying to move. Um, other, and then Danny Gray, too, was the 2020 resolution JC2A selection. Uh, I have no idea what that means, but <laughs> that's what it says on Wikipedia. So good move. All right. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, baby, Patrick Mahomes. They were adding to his lineup that sucks around him. Trent McDuffie, though, makes it a lot better. And George Karloftis, great end of the first round pick. Sky Moore, Brian Cook, Leo Chanel. Shout out those fucking Wisconsin boys. Joshua Williams, Darian Kennard, Jalen Watson, Isaiah Pacheco, and Nazee Johnson just destroyed the names on that round. Very it's easy nazy. to read. Nazee, sure. That would be <laughs> that's a dumb name. Dumb name if it's Nazee. Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis. Great, great picks at the end there for the Chiefs. You gotta love those. And Sky Moore in the second round helping out the wide receiver room for them as well after they lose Tyreek Hill. And I love the Leo Chanel in the third, helps out their linebackers. They killed it. This is an A draft for sure for the Chiefs. For a, sure. A draft. I love Sky Moore. I, I think Sky Moore is going to do some good stuff. Reach for the Sky Boys. Uh, also, like Trent McDuffie there. Uh, and uh, George Karloftis later on. Uh, that's a that's kind of a steal for them. That dude was projected to go much higher. And uh, yeah, I, this is easily an A. Uh, Leo Chanel, J Joshua Williams, Darian Kennard, Jalen Watson, all great value picks. Yeah, I like this one a lot, too. I think going a couple defensive picks in the first round and then Sky Moore is probably a, I think he'd probably be a first round quality receiver in a draft that didn't have the the depth uh, wide receiver that this draft had. Um, I like that a lot. And I'm also interested with Kansas City to see what happens with Justin Ross, who they signed. Um, who was a terrific player before some some injury issues, and we'll see what happens there. But, uh, you know, if he's healthy, that could be a decent pickup for them too. 
Next up, Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. They were in the Super Bowl last year. They were trying to add to that lineup again. They get Daxton Hill, Cam Taylor, Britt, Zachary Carter, Cordell Volson, Tyson Anderson, and Jeffrey Gunter. Tyson with a C, that's an F draft overall. But I will then <laughs> revert to the other picks. And they're At least you didn't say Ty, Tykin or some shit like that. They're going to get full on B minus, like straight up B minus across the board. All of these guys are like, eh, all right, cool. Daxton Hill, a lot of people like him. I think that going to Cincinnati was the weirdest place he could have went. Seems like safety is not on their board of needs. But again, they really like the team they had. Maybe you could have had some O-line. There really wasn't much to do there. I don't know who they would have took, but I I don't know. I don't I don't really love their first few selections, but it, they're all right, I guess. B minus, B minus. Yeah, no, it's an A because here's the thing: Daxton Hill may uh, in, like initially line up as a safety, but the dude can play anywhere. He can play in the cornerback, so he'll uh, watch. He'll slot over and be uh, a defensive back this time around. He's not going to be a safety. I like that a lot. Um, Tyson Anderson as well. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt just helping out their piss poor secondary. I mean, fuck, you want Eli Apple back there again? Please, God, no. Uh, this is a pretty solid pick. The only one that's really not all that great is Cordell Volson to me. I, I think that's kind of a reach uh, uh, as far as a fourth rounder when you definitely could have got him at least two rounds later. And what when you look at what they did already bolstering their offensive line, I think they did exactly what they need to do. This is great. I'm going A as well. Um, and, and the reason being because when you have an offense as prolific as, you know, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Joe Burrow, you went defense, 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 offensive line to protect your quarterback, defense, defense. So they went into this with a strategy is my guess, and uh, and they nailed it. So I'm going A as well. And then Super Bowl champions, L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams, fuck them picks. That's how they feel. Logan Bruss, shout out them Wisconsin boys. Dakobe Durant, Kyron Williams, Quentin Lake, Darian Kendrick, Daniel Hardy, Russ Yeast. That's the worst name in the whole draft. <laughs> A.J. R. Curry right at the end to round it out. And, uh, you know. It's the Rams, man. They don't care about draft picks. I, I love Logan Bruss. He was great at Wisconsin, honestly. And I didn't know he was going to go this high in the draft, but I'm all for it. He could definitely be an impact guy. Seems like the only one who could really be a starter right off the rip for him. It's the Rams. They're a stacked-ass team. They just got depth. I'll give him a B. It's a C. I mean, really, what, what were you supposed to do? You you're, went out there to make sure that you weren't going to fuck things up. Uh, the team had their first pick in what, like 104, I think like that. And that's when they ended up taking Logan Bruss. man, they could have traded back and gotten some picks really, but no, they, they did pretty good getting Logan Bruss. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's not great running back. Uh, sure. Why not? Kyron Williams is probably can do something for them, but all in all, it's a C there's nothing great about it. Nothing bad. Yeah, I'm going to give them a B. And if we're just assuming that, you know, we're grading the picks that they had and not, you know, grading the moves that they made to only uh, come into this with a handful of picks. But 
Kyron Williams, I loved at Notre Dame. He was really fun to watch, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm a Notre Dame guy, so I'm a little bit biased there, but not nearly as biased as I am with the Bears, uh, the, the Bears talk that I've, uh, you know, the comments I've been making. But um, that's a position that has never really been um, solidified for them. They've had some injury issues at running back, so we'll see if he gets an opportunity. And hard to go wrong with an offensive lineman from Wisconsin. I mean, that's a lineman factory, so like Georgia was the defensive factory. So, yeah, I, I – I, I don't see any issues here. And that big rounds shout, out. Big shout out uh, to our guys at the Curd Co, by the way. Have to give them some love. They went and did an entire live stream of that first round. I hung with them for three and a half hours. Holy fuck, was it long because the NFL was slow as a bitch. Yes. But yes. Good on sick. them. Shout out to them for doing that. I watched it. I commented a little bit, too. Um uh, that, that rounds out the first round right there. Who do you think had the best draft? Just give me a name. Right Jets now. across the board. Uh, off the top of my head, Detroit, maybe, yeah, Detroit or Carolina. I love I love all three of those drafts. I, I don't think there's a wrong answer there. I was leaning Jets, but... I, I really love what Detroit did bringing in Hutchinson and Williams in the first round too, but the jets got Gardner and Jermaine Johnson. And who was the other one? Uh, Garrett Wilson, right? I mean, yeah, shit, man, like that's big moves for the jets through the draft too. Should we get in some hot takes now, Dave? Who, yeah, wait, let's go quick, real quick. Who do you think had the worst draft? Uh, the bears, just cause you're on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, probably like the Seahawks. I really don't like what the Seahawks did. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even remember now looking at it. I thought there's, this is a very good class in my opinion. I, I like a lot of the guys coming out of it. Um, Cleveland was a weird one for me. They didn't really draft like I thought they should have, uh, to be honest. And, uh, looking around at the rest of them. I, I don't know. I thought the Washington trading away to get Jahan Dotson was a really bad move in the first, a really bad move as well. My first thought was Miami or the Rams just because of how few picks Miami they had. Yeah. Um, but then come to think of it, uh, put a little more thought into it. I think it's a three-way tie for me between Baltimore, Tampa, and Buffalo. They all drafted punters. Drafting punters. fucking punters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hot take time. Yes, it's hot takes. And uh, I'll start it off here, I guess. I'll go with something that I like. Uh, I will go with my hot take that it's Dallas and Milwaukee in the finals. Wow. Wow. That is a fucking hot take. Hot take. Hot take. I'm going to take Dallas to shock the world, baby. One team does it every year. And... They could get hot. They beat the Suns, who are banged up a little bit. Then they got to go play the Warriors or the Grizzlies. Warriors are a tough matchup. Don't get me wrong. But I really didn't have a hot take for today, and that's what we talked about a lot today. So <laughs> That's fair. I'm going to take Dallas and Milwaukee. All right, here's my hot take. Philadelphia Eagles are winning the division next year. This is going to be their year, and with uh, especially with the way that uh, – uh, Dallas has kind of gotten worse 
this is the Eagles division to lose. I think they are going to be much better with AJ Brown. AJ Brown overall is going to lose uh, some like yardage, you know, but it's not much of a downgrade when you consider Ryan Tannehill, the Jalen hurts. I think that that is going to be massive though for them. I think uh, this one's a little bit more mild after the Dallas winning the Western conference take, but um I love the play-in tournament, and I think it's great for basketball. Whoa. Now, how do you feel about the mid-season tournament that is being uh, proposed? I think that's... About as much as he loves punters being drafted. (laughs) I don't hate it that much. But, um, yeah, I don't don't like it. I don't see the... I don't see any value. What would be the incentive? Like getting an extra draft pick or some shit? Like what? I don't know. As far as I heard, it was money. Well, then you just don't need any more fucking money. In my career, it's really hard to sell tickets when you don't have dates and opponents and times. And that's just throwing a ton of variables into my schedule. So I don't like it for that reason. Ah, selfishness. I like it. Yes. Suck it. Quick hits, quick hits, quick hits, right? Let's go. First quick hit. I'm a hockey fan this year. Hockey season's over. Seattle Kraken sucked. Uh, But they were one game behind the Blackhawks. And I think if you would have told them that at the beginning of the season, they would have loved that. Just didn't know where the Blackhawks would be either. So (laughs) shout out to them. Uh, Playoff hockey starts. Dave, you excited? Hell yes. Let's go. I will say, I talked about this with my bandwagon nerds guys over on thechairshot.com. Uh, let me tell you right now, ESPN's predictions for the hockey uh, NHL playoffs are trash. So bad. Uh, and I cannot wait because NHL hockey, uh, hockey playoffs are the best playoffs in the world. Hands down. Most exciting. So good. Are you counting the tournament? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then you're just foolish. All right. Um, now next one, Tyra Matthew signed. Feel like we should have bumped that one out too. He's on the saints. Um, my next one is going back to the NBA, Jack Harlow, uh, fucking with the cameraman. (laughs) Like that was pretty great. That was pretty solid. I, uh, like everyone is hating on him and, like, just shut up, dude. Like, whatever. Like, I get it. It's kind of an a-hole move, but he's got money. Like, what are you going to do? Kick him out forever? I thought it was hilarious. So, I uh, shout out shout Jack out. Harlow. Shout out Jack Harlow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my last one, this is the funniest quick hit I can remember doing, um, in my opinion. So, the whole tanking game situation came out. Uh, they were talking about it with Cleveland and their ownership and it decided that there was no evidence and, un- uh, and it was, cannot be sustained, uh, looking over, geez, that was loud for a second. I hope you didn't hear that. Uh, and they found <laughs> that Hugh Jackson was not tanking games in Cleveland, just validating on a legal level that Hugh Jackson sucked as a head coach. So (laughs) (laughs) like like, to just say that, nope, he was just bad for two years. I thought was uh, a great point to bring in a quick hit. Uh, And that's all I got today. Excellent. And, And go Brewers. They've been killing it.
Mav, you got any uh, quick hits? Um, can I pose a question? Oh, sure. Give me an over under on that's a statement. Okay, what is your over under? <laughs> uh, okay, will you take the over or under 0. 0.5 uh, on court protests throughout the rest of the NBA playoffs? Ooh, over, Ooh. over 0. 0.5. Once for the rest of the playoffs, oh, it's not a, it's not in Minnesota anymore. Yeah, but one of those was in Memphis. I don't know which one. I don't remember. But there was a, a lot of fucking chickens. We've already decided that was a lot the of basket, chickens. glue to the floor, and the girl who ran on the court from courtside. Right? Wasn't those all three separate occasions? I got yeah. yeah. <laughs> she. What, what, what did Joe say? He has that twitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe doing the scouting report of the fucking uh, uh, security guard was fantastic. So good. He has that twitch. Um, got that yeah. Twitch. You know what? I gotta go over. I definitely think I gotta go over. One more for sure. For sure. In what what city will it take place in? Not Milwaukee. No. No. Well, I don't know. We did have the chicken deal out in uh, like Palmyra. Yeah, Palmyra. Like those are the type of. Uh, actually, I shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, if we if we have any Palmyra listeners, I'm sorry <laughs> for you. Uh, You're killing our audience, like those chickens. <laughs> yes. I apologize to your listener in what was it, Ghana or <laughs> Bosnia? Where, Wrong where side of the of the world, <laughs> asshole. It's Cambodia. Cambodia, <laughs> Indonesia. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> Very All right. All right. Uh, I got a couple of quick hits. First of all, I need to shout out Laramie Tunsil. Did oh, you see this? Great. This is legendary. Laramie Tunsil got shit on years ago uh, at his draft. And when he came out, smoked a bong in a gas mask. Well, guess <laughs> what? Laramie Tunsil is turning that into a fucking NFT. That Legend. is awesome. Legend. Legend. And he came out. Uh, for, with a, a tweet. For the past six years, I've been asked about this moment, the gas mask. I've spent six years trying to do rather than say on the field and off the field. Fall 2021, I spoke with Complex and for the first time about this moment and today, the day before draft day, it's time. And then he showed, showed the uh, NFT. Dude, what the fuck is going on with these NFTs? And let me pose this question. How fast before this NFT folds? I don't know, man. NFTs have been taken over right now. They're fucking up the game for sure. But um I don't I like they're they're kind of not dying. People still like them. They're they're going. And hilarious to own the video of Laramie Tunsil sparking up a bong in the gas mask like yeah that's great good for him to do that good for him <laughs> uh it, it, it seems like we always talk about nfts here and there so had to had to shout that out uh second joel Embiid, did you hear about this is deciding uh to change his nationality so uh if you don't know joel Embiid is Deciding to change his uh, his nationality to potentially play 
in the Olympics in 2024, but not for his native Cameroon. He is thinking about changing it to French and potentially play for the French national team uh, because he has some family in France. So this is some <laughs> bullshit is really how I feel about that. Yeah. How do they even do that? It's like, oh, we're German. I'm trying to go play with Dirk. Like, I'm going to go over there. Like, well, what? Look, and uh, here's the, he has never played for Cameroon, even though the country has tried to get him to play many times. Well, yeah. you know what? Cameroon would, would lose right away, right? Right away. But you look at that French team, which yeah. always has some solid players. Dude, Rudy Gobert, Evan Fournier, Nicolas Batum, and then add Joel Embiid. That is a bronze medal squad if I've ever no heard. No shit, right? <laughs> like, come on, dude. You, I'm sorry. We have fucking LeBron, okay? Like, Chris the, Paul. The Chris greatest Smith. basketball player of all time. LeBron James. It's not even close. Uh, and uh, another one that I have to bring up. First uh, is, this is a short one, but during the ESPN broadcast last night, of Mets and uh, Phillies, they did a live interview with Francisco Lindor at shortstop uh, while he was on the field. And dude ended up doing an interview and turning a double play while uh, at the same time. I find that to be fucking nuts. That's so cool. That, uh, is, I had to that is awesome. Yeah, there's a video of it. It's great. Uh, I'll probably I'll try to share it on the on the Facebook page, but I had to share that real fast. Uh, and last but not least, I saved this one for last because it's definitely the funniest story of the weekend. Uh, we had uh, the, the pre-draft interviews last week uh, for, you know, before the draft day and the Dallas Cowboys brought up Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy and Jerry's son, Stephen Jones. And during this interview, uh, Jerry was talking about a, bunch of random shit uh including referencing a 2012 country song by rusty jones uh which if you don't know that song well guess what it only has 2000 youtube views uh <laughs> so it fucking sucks uh, <laughs> but uh, during this time jerry jones talked about all the great draft picks that he had uh, you know, such the likes of like Micah Parsons last year and uh, the, you know, stuff like that. But when it came time to mention the bad draft picks, all he did was throw it at Stephen Jones's son. So during this interview, he talked about like Micah, dra Micah Parsons. That's my draft pick. Stephen over there drafted Taco Charlton. <laughs> so Jerry Jones being the great father that he is to both his legitimate children and potentially his illegitimate children. Uh, <laughs> you know, just, just being a great father. Way to go, Jerry Jones. All right. I think that's it. That's wrapping us up here. Uh, Mav, you got any shit you're working on? You want to plug anything at the end of this? Like your socials or something? I mean, literally tens of people will hear this. So, Nope. All right. Sounds good. Great. Let's get to the end of this then. It, I also did want to say to go on that Francisco Lindor thing. I was watching a little bit of that game and I did see him mic'd up a little bit. Speaks like, is he from the U.S.? 
I don't think so, right? Uh, no, no, he's not. He speaks very good English, like very good English. He was speaking Spanish and English through his mic'd up series. And I was like, holy shit. He like sounds pretty good. Bolt's talking bolt. So that was random, but just reminded me of that when I was watching the game. Anyway, that was our episode 65 right there. Draft recap, NBA playoffs overview, Dallas and Milwaukee market. It's going right there. Thank you, Mav, for joining us. Andrew O'Haron, that was sick. Hope you had a good time on there. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. This was, this was, this was a blast. Shout yeah, out to the tens sure. of followers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll hear you out. They'll hear you out. If you like this episode like all three of us did, be sure you guys download us. It's the only way we know. You can download us anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeart, uh, Google Podcasts. That was the other one I forgot last time. Uh, and, of course, Podbean. We love our Podbean. We love our Podbean. Right, Dave? We love Podbean? We love Podbean. Or if you don't want to download us, you can always check us out on thechairshot.com. Shout-outs to Devin Aroma Shadu, uh, Akwasi Owusu Ansa. Uh, also have to give a shout-out to Michael Humenawanui. Peace. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.